I know the bullshit story they told you. That if you clean up the place tonight, they'll pay to have your tires fixed by morning, right? It's a lie. They've said the same story to countless other over the last 20 years. They baited you. You're here to be a human sacrifice. You're here to be eaten and killed. Do you understand that? This town has a dark history. And it all starts with this horrible place. You know, Willie's may seem like a happy-go-lucky child's play place, but it's much, much more than that. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. It is episode 227. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we finally get payback for the nightmares caused by all those times that Chuck E. Cheese took us into the back storage room and played hide the mozzarella stick at all those birthday parties. In an anima traumatic experience. It was a very traumatic and cheesy and marinara saucy experience, okay? Sounds kind of delicious. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And um, this uh, this week's episode is A, not James's birthday episode, <laughs> as we said last week. Yeah, hey, we... we if you didn't listen we, to the end of we last week's episode... because I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't no, listen to the end of last week's episode, we talked about how we don't know what the fuck happened. This wasn't even James's week's... Like, James's birthday is definitively not today or this week. Oh, it's, we don't know what the fuck happened. It's three weeks away, so I don't <laughs> I don't know what's going on where we, we scheduled my birthday episode for this week, but uh, this is not that episode. No, Although, no. I mean, like, you know... Chuck E. Cheese, animatronics. It's I was going to say, it's, that's it, a good it makes birthday. sense. It does make sense, so especially when you play High the Mozzarella Stick. Oh, boy. Um, fun, fun story about uh, that. Uh, I used to work at a place oh, in... Mozzarella Stick? I, <laughs> I used to work at a place at our local, uh, our local mall called Jeepers. Oh. Now, Jeepers, the, the, the tagline was, uh, f- was it fun? Fuck, was it fun pizza and a barrel of monkeys or something like that <laughs> long story short it was basically like a chuck e cheese kind of place but they had like indoor roller coasters and stuff like bumper cars and all that kind of stuff right i worked there for about two years and uh i did the costume work i was the monkey i was the chuck e cheese of jeepers you were okay oh yes <laughs> oh yes lost a lot of mozzarella sticks let me tell you oh, but oh, but, uh, yeah, doing that, and I also worked at Toys R Us for a number of years, and I also did costume work at Toys R Us. I was Jeffrey Giraffe at all the birthday parties and all that kind of stuff. So this episode is near and dear to my heart, James. So what I'm hearing is you, you somewhere along the line, you skipped out on your calling. Yes. Because you were, you were obviously meant to do costume work. I, I was, I was. Probably why I'm really into BDSM and gimp suits now. Oh. That's, that's <laughs> Except for they have to have really long necks <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and tails. I don't know. I don't get it either. Um, my girlfriend just goes with it. But Ooh. It, 
Someone's got to pump. Someone's got to pump the air out of the latex suit. Oh, I, can't, I can't do it myself. Why is there so much air in there? <laughs> Farts disease. Oh God. <laughs> oh, that's something I've never thought about. Like you're in a gimp suit, man. That's got to. I, aside I don't, from, I don't uh, think that you can fart in those. It's so tight. I think the latex would just push it back into your system. Oh God. <laughs> like you'd go to fart and your asshole would just be like, nope. <laughs> just, Push it back in. Maybe that's what you need then is just like some <laughs> some latex underwear. <laughs> just hold everything in. Just really seal in the flavor. Eventually some it'll just start la- se- some fucking latex vacuum sealed fucking underwear. I gotta I gotta think like e- eventually it just like s- s- sort of start coming out of your pores. <laughs> Be like, this guy just smells like a fart all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It's a new cologne. It's it's it's, uh, it's dump it's, by Dior. <laughs> it's an it's an uh, eau de toilette. <laughs> nice. I'm into it. Uh, but anyway, though, like we said, uh, this is not James's uh, birthday episode. Womp, we swapped womp. it out. Um, and uh, if you haven't, you know, looked at the title of the episode when you when you clicked on this bitch, then I yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're waving your arm. You're waving your arms a lot. (laughs) Mike had like a. Mike just had an episode. I did. He he just stopped. (laughs) (laughs) It was like watching an animatronic character just suddenly start freaking out. I didn't think he just stopped talking. Like I, I wasn't prepared to pick up his slack. Because he was in the middle of a sentence, and then he just started. He stopped talking and just started waving his arms around. I didn't know that I wanted to give away what we were watching, but I was what like, if I you didn't look at the actual this? picture, it's already there. Yeah. Anyway, um. So what's up, yeah, bud? The, not much, man. How are you doing? <laughs> don't you don't need to get don't don't jump the gun. We don't need to talk about it yet. Uh, How you been? Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm uh, you know, I've been okay. Uh, I had a very exciting day today, actually. Mm. Tell me about it because you I didn't received, earlier. I, I received something in the mail today. That I'm very excited about. Okay. Um, you know me. I am a I am a collector of many things. One of those things is uh, vinyl records. <laughs> mostly, right? mostly hearts. Am I right? Mostly hearts. I do collect <laughs> hearts. Uh, no, he, I'm a big vinyl he, collector. He breaks them and then he keeps them on his shelf. <laughs> Uh, and I get a lot of stuff from Waxworks. And one of the new things that Waxworks put out was the official soundtrack of a one soundtracked sound soundtrack. Sorry, <laughs> tracked. I don't know why I said tracked. <laughs> I don't know what's going on tonight. Um, You're good at Teenage Mutant tonight. Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> really? Came today. Awesome. Oh, yes. I now own Vanilla Ice's Ninja Rap oh, on fucking wax. <laughs> I just had, This is how exciting my week has been. That is had, the highlight of my week. I just had a little episode myself. <laughs> Oh my god! So good, dude. I listened to the whole thing today. There, so a lot of the soundtracks that I get right, like the the main themes, bring back a lot of memories mm-hmm. from listening to the movies. But then a lot of those other, a lot of the scores and whatnot from the movies, you don't know them as well sure. as the main ones because they're usually in the background or or there's something well, else going like on fight in the scene scenes, or, you know, and yeah. like your your little six year old brain isn't paying attention to the score, isn't you're just watching exactly you're exactly. watching the awesome moves. Um, and even soundtracks that you might think that you know everything from, like uh, Beetlejuice, for example. Yeah. I have the Beetlejuice soundtrack. Um, a lot of the main themes you do know, but there's a lot on that record that it was like hearing it for the very first time, even though I've seen that movie a thousand times, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, listening to Turtles, though, 
it was like every time something new would start, it's like I knew exactly where in the movie it was. And it was like I was watching the movie in my head, listening to the soundtrack. Like it was, it's fantastic. It's such a cool, uh, <clears throat> cool experience, you know? Uh, did you, did you visualize the, um, this part? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did actually. The, the second track on it is them in the toy store. It's the, uh, it's the opening scene of the movie, man. It's, the it's best, so good. It's the best part of the entire movie. It's probably one of the one of the quotes that we quote the most to each other, yeah. just randomly too. Yeah, yeah. because it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it can apply to so many things in life. Anytime something positive happens, or you want a, a positive affirmation for something, there exactly. it is. Exactly. You got exactly. that baby right in your pocket. Exactly. Oh man. But, um, yeah, that's the most exciting thing that's happened in my week, though. Was <laughs> <Cool>. was that? <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> what about you, James? What's going uh, on? With you? In my life, nothing. Just fucking nothing. Just fucking nothing. No, I've just been getting ready to uh, host my folks tomorrow. Oh yeah. Uh, they're coming coming to the house, and by getting ready, I mean doing nothing. My house is supposed to be clean. It's not. So, uh, you know, when we end at 3 a.m. tonight, I will go up and, and stay up until 5 cleaning my house. That even though they're not typical for you. Even though they're not actually going to be in my house, they're, we're going to do like a, a backyard hang. We're going to start a fire and let the kids this play backyard and stuff. will hopefully be the last time you have to do that, too. If, uh, if certain uh, <coughs> professors from, was it, John Hopkins are to be believed? I don't even remember. What, are you talking about, uh, you know... Uh, the the dude. Well, I guess not just the dude. I think the first article that I sent to you was that particular dude. But there's plenty of people saying that. Uh, so like, the numbers for COVID are down seventy seven percent in the past mm-hmm. six weeks, and they're that saying sounds... like possibly herd immunity by April, which would be fucking. That dope. that to me seems a bit presumptuous. Yeah, but I maybe. Do believe, but I do believe it's heading in that, uh, I that direction. I think it's good to. I think it's good to you know. Hope. Hope, though. Put those positive vibes in the Put world. Put the positive you know? vibes out there. Yeah. Maybe just the positive... Maybe the positive vibes themselves will kill COVID. Yeah. You know? Killing COVID with hippie shit. <laughs> just positive vibes and <laughs> praying to crystals, right? <laughs> yeah. Just fucking put daisies up your nostrils, bro, and yeah. it'll, it'll save you, you got- from the... If you got the COVID, the just put a crystal up your butt. It'll cure you right away. You know, I have it on good authority <laughs> that crystals up your butt will actually uh, cure, cure a great many cure, things. Cure a great many things. I know this to be true. I do know that it cures one thing. What? Loneliness. Oh. <laughs> I suspect that you are right about that. I wouldn't know, personally. <laughs> I've never been lonely. Oh, fuck off. I've never been lonely. You're a piece of shit, James. Even when I'm alone, Mike, I'm never lonely. You know, that's it's actually kind of true. I don't really get lonely. Is that weird? weird? I've also weird. never... I mean, like, uh, I've also... <laughs> I've also never been alone. I've, <laughs> I mean, I've been married for a, a decade now. Yeah? And How's it going for you? It's going all right. I, you know, I, I was thinking about this earlier. Nobody asks people who've been married for a long time how they're how they're doing. Hey, man, how's, you know, everyone so, just assumes you're perfectly fine. You've been so with each other for ten go. years. No, nobody assume. No, they're <laughs> to say everybody just assumes you're fine. That is not the situation with everybody. <laughs> I like, suppose that's true. I mean, there are married couples where you're like, oh, I know they're probably not fine, but I'm not going to ask about it. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, statistically, 60%. Yeah. You know, like, like, if you Tom, know, how... if you know 10 couples, six of them might be well on their way out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually true. <laughs> Hell, in our own friends group, that's probably true. <laughs> Which ones, though? We'll never tell. <laughs> um, but, I was about uh, to say it. I'm not going to. No, um, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, oh, but hey. You're doing is, good, though? You're doing good, though? Yeah, yeah. me and my marriage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's pretty all right. All right. Sex life is good? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good to, good to hear it. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of lay there and let her do all the work. <laughs> But she seems all right with it, as as a husband should. <laughs> you know, that's one of the th- like uh, I heard I heard a story about Leonardo DiCaprio, and here's yep. the thing: like we all know that Leo is probably s- sort of an ass in real life, anyway, right? Sure, because sure. he's fucking Leo. He can, he's Leo. He is, he is what he eats. <laughs> <laughs> it's ass eating season. <laughs> <laughs> there was a girl who said that. Oh, you told me this story. Didn't you tell me this story? Which there was one? a girl who claimed that she had sex with him. It was just sort of a one night or like oh, a, it was one a weekend thing kind ever. of thing. And like, and she said he literally he put on headphones, sunglasses, and just laid there. Yep. Well, yep. I I think she was like you know doing the old reverse cowgirl sort of thing. Yep. And uh, probably playing a Game Boy. <laughs> and and. <laughs> She stopped because she she like thought that he wasn't into it because she couldn't see his eyes. She thought like he fell asleep or something, and she stopped and looked back at him. And then he just does this like the keep going, like keep <laughs> keep going, keep going. And I'm like, that's not even like that. Like how's that even how's that for how's him? that fun for you? Yeah, like it's it's call he's me, just passing the time. I think call me old fashioned, but I like to move when I'm having sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we um, are chuckling. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we started, though, you had said that you had wanted to oh, tell me something. I keep forgetting to bring this up, and then me and Aaron talk about it. I, for some reason, this has been a topic of discussion in our in our household. I don't know why. Probably because it's so creepy and weird. But have you heard the? Oh yes, yes, that rash cleared up. <laughs> have you heard this shit about Army Hammer? Oh yeah! How oh, hell yeah! How? Why haven't we discussed this on the show? I don't know the fact. The fact that he wanted to eat his girlfriend or wife. Yeah, <laughs> like his, girl, his girlfriend. Uh, I don't know the full story. I heard basically the cliff notes. So you actually might know more than me if you looked into her, it. But I'd heard that he, like, she was on. She had to testify against him or something like that. And she claimed that he fantasized about literally cooking her and eating her. Right. Well, like he specifically, he told her, "I want to eat your ribs." I want to take you to a doctor. I know a surgeon. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> Chili armies, baby back ribs. Armies, baby back ribs. Um, <laughs> he says, I have a surgeon who will perform the surgery. I want him to take some of your ribs out. I want to smoke them and eat them. Not kill you or anything. And then, the, and then a few other women came forward and said, oh, yeah, I met this dude on, like, you know, like some online dating website uh-huh. or something and he straight up told me crazy i'm a cannibal i'm turned on by cannibalism well here's the thing so if you're Do willing we think he's ever actually done it that's my that's what i want to know you know I, I agree like if you know a surgeon who's willing to do it it sounds like maybe you've discussed i mean you've at least discussed it to the point where this guy's on board like maybe it's already happened 
I, I kind of feel like if he's that cavalier about it and he knows he can get away with doing it, he's probably done it. But are there are there really are there really women out there who will give into that sort of thing? Just because... oh no, I'm pretty sure they're dead. Oh. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure if so he did th- this well, already, that... I'm pretty sure he killed him. Well, and that's the thing is like, so this is uh, not this that is... I'm, not that I'm saying that he's a killer. I'm just saying like, <laughs> well, maybe though. I, this is I mean, kind of, I like, suppose it's how possible. Many, but... How many people have you heard of who who say, oh yeah, I'm super into eating people, but I don't want to kill Dude, anybody. Dude, there's like, there fuck. are some fucked up people out there. I know that there are, and apparently he's one of them. But also, the women he dates are these little skinny women. That's not good eating, you know. Not 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 too much. Uh, not <laughs> too much not, meat on those bones. That's not good Literally. eating. Like you could smoke <laughs> smoke like ten of her ribs, and you'd get maybe two bites of meat. Mm, it's true. You know, maybe he doesn't need that much. Maybe he's uh, he's not insatiable. He's satiable. Oh, he's satiable. <laughs> all, I just really wanted a little nibble. Just a little nibble. That's all. <laughs> that's a little it. nibble. <laughs> could I interest you in some calf? You know? Arnie, what are you doing? <laughs> so weird, dude. <laughs> I. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that I wouldn't try it if he offered me some. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm not going to ask my wife to chop out her ribs and. Uh, well, you speaking know, of, so I can smoke if, them. Be speaking of, though, would you eat somebody's butt? Like if they if they chopped off just the cheek, you know? Yeah. Cut some cut some chops out of it. Yeah, like I said, it's ass eating season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully, beautifully turned around there, James. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would totally eat a butt cheek. Yeah, like just uh, put her in a little maid costume, <laughs> cleaning the house and whatever, and just just cut, lop off a cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, we need to move on. Yeah, um, sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of house cleaning, uh, we have a little bit of house cleaning to do ourselves, James. Yeah. Let's get into some corrections. Let's do it. Stupid. You're so stupid! All right, James, a uh, couple things that we got wrong last week. Uh, first off, impressionist is the proper title to talk of uh, about people that do impersonations of other fellow people. That was a fucking... That, that is the correct That was a fucking title. mess of a sentence just then. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though. Impressionist <laughs> is the proper title, though, for someone that does voice impressions. Okay, cool. Um, and then also, we were talking about in Japan, uh, we didn't know what the word san meant when you say, like, the name, like... Oh, uh, yeah. Like James, James San. Daniel-san. Right? Daniel-san, yeah. yeah. So, uh, san is the most common title in Japanese, uh, and it means all of Mr., Mrs., Miss, and... Miz. Oh, it's a, like a all, catch-all. All, all of those. Yeah. So when so so yeah, you would say you know uh, uh, Barbara-san or Rebecca-san. Yeah. Or or Sanderson-san. Yeah. Okay. Right. So uh, that's 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 cool. That's fine because it sounds totally. I mean, you know, it sounds normal to us, and it's obviously sure. culturally like that's what they do is they call everybody, you know, Mister, Mrs., sure. Ms., whatever. I hate when people. In America, call everybody Mr. Or like, I, I worked with a dude one time who he called everybody Mr. or Mrs. something. So every time he'd talk to me, he'd say, what's up, Mr. Jim? I'm oh, like, that's dude. Weird. That's weird. Well, you call, sound me like Mr. A, call me Mr. Baird. You say, <laughs> please, please, it's Mr. Baird. You say, like, you sound like a five-year-old when you do that, yeah, though, you know? Yeah. Hey, Mr. Jim. Hey, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jim, I'd like to have a soda, please. What you doing today, Mr. Jim? Like, dude, don't fucking yeah, talk to me that's until weird. you start acting normal. 
Yeah, that's that sounds uh, kinky. But I'm also an he asshole. Had a, he had a so. thing for you. Yeah. Oh, totally. That's I think. Yeah. yeah. There's no denying <laughs> that. Obviously, all the blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you, did, you did work for a lube place, in fairness. Um, did you? Uh, did you have anything from last week? Uh, got it done in a jiffy too. Um, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, then moving on to uh, to this week, James. Yes, uh, what, are we, what are we doing this week? All right. So this that week, is not your birthday. This week it is not my birthday. Uh, we checked the calendar. <laughs> we double checked it, in fact, because somehow we fucked that up. I can't get the. You ever get an ice cube stuck in this part of the can? I, yes. This little dimple underneath, and it's push, so... re- push really hard. It'll it'll eventually come out. Oh, there we go. All right. <clears throat> so you would really have to see. You would really have to see this uh, to understand why it's relevant yes. to tonight's movies. This was this was tough. Yeah. This week was very very tough. Yeah. Um. So this week we watched um, the Banana Splits movie. Which, if you're unfamiliar with the banana splits from, geez, what, what were they the in the, the 1960s 60s. and 70s? Yep. Um, I think it was just 60s. Han, like the Hanna Barbera, like puppet show, basically, like a, a um, like a guys in suits. What do they call it? a variety show? Variety show, like yeah. dudes in giant suits, kind of like you know, kind of like HR Puff and stuff or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we Fred, also Fred Teller with the uh, with the elephants, skimmerinky dinky dink skimmer. Yeah, it's two different dinky. shows, bro. Oh, was it Fred the Pe- elephant show? Fred Fred Penner is who you're Fred thinking. Penner, Fred Penner that's was him. one show. Is he the dude that crawled through the log? Yeah, he crawled. Yeah, yeah he would run okay. through the field and then crawl through the log. That yep, fort okay. of his, that little clearing in the woods. Man, that was the dopest thing ever. Right? Right? <laughs> also, probably where People he listening smoked to the a show. bunch of dope. Yeah, I'm sure. People <laughs> listening to the show right now are like, what the fuck are these guys talking dude, about? Dude, think about it, though. Fred Penn, this dude, <laughs> this dude ran through a field, crawled through a log, <laughs> into a clearing in the woods, and then talked to animals. <laughs> he was it's definitely his head, dude. He was definitely high the whole time. <laughs> um, and then, it, so it was Fred Penner and then the elephant show. Oh, the Those elephant are two different, different shows. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Skin and rinky dink. Yep. Um. So, and then we also watched Willy's Wonderland, the brand new, oh, brand yeah. spanking new uh, Nicolas Cage movie. So this is going to be a very spoiler heavy episode. So heavy like, no, on right the spoilers. Now, once we get into the tofu, right? Um. You know, you've he- been warned. Heavy on the spoilers because you know how we be. So if you don't, if you don't want to hear spoilers on Willy's Wonderland. Go watch it, but it is twenty dollars to rent right now. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it's it's, expensive. it's pretty steep, but I would say it was worth it. I I kind of <laughs> say so too. Uh, real quick, I did miss out on one correction. Okay, I kept calling it Wiley's Wonderland last week, you and did? I don't know why. I think that's what I thought it was called you for some strange us. reason. Like I always thought it was called Wiley's. I don't. I, remember, I don't know why. I don't remember you but, calling it that. Yeah, I did. I listened to the I listened to the uh, end of the episode today when we were talking about it. So, what a piece of shit you are. Yep. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> right. um, anyway, though, James. What so, are we doing uh, so we're drinking. It's called Everybody Wants Some Double India Pale Ale. Uh, the reason you would need to see this to get why it's on theme is because it's got. Uh, what are these supposed to be? I'm guessing. I, I think they're like oatmeal cookies. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe chips or uh, maybe I, communion host. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll probably we'll probably know as soon as we read the uh, description. No, you but won't. They're no, sort of. They look like you know what they look like. They look like um uh stroop waffles. Stroop waffles. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. They it kind of look like or or maybe like a tostada. Yeah, the guy, the drummer in the back though, is definitely high, oh, high out of his he's mind. He's high as fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the guitar oh, player. Dude, look, at the, look at the guitar player with the Jack <laughs> yeah. Daniels guitar. That guy's blasted. Yeah. And then you got and the, the singer guys... who's the singer who's on uh, is definitely on shrooms because it's just <laughs> he's just tripping out. And then you have the other guy with the Eddie Van Halen guitar. There's no bass player in this. There's not a bass player. And also, no, the, the, no, the guy also, in the front. The, the, the guy in the front's a bass player. And again. also, oh yeah, you're right. That is a that is a Jack Daniels bass. Wow, talk yeah. about a fucking dream instrument. <laughs> and then the drummer is so high he forgot his drums. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so basically, boy. these are like characters that play in a band. Which you know, if you've ever been to a Chuck E. Cheese or if you've ever seen a variety show, they all play instruments and yeah. they all play music. So yeah. that's how this fits in. Which both of these movies involve that. So yeah. All right, read so, the can, so this is Everybody Wants Some, Double India Pale Ale uh, with Nelson Sovin? Sovin? Sovin. Sovin Hops. And he's got me Vuelto Loco, amigos. Everybody, oh, wow. I didn't know I was going to be speaking Spanish. <laughs> uh, he's got me Vuelto, Vuelto Loco, amigos. Everybody Wants Some, a rotating single hop DIPA is the only acceptable response to the call of DLR-era Van Halen and 80s cult classic movies. A giant teddy bear bigger than you. Sounds great. No, it really does sound good. But look, Beth, I gotta go. The Christmas tree is on fire. <laughs> what the fuck? They're all on drugs. The, 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 status, the, the status of their... Of their- uh, 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 collective mindsets on this can is how that was written, I think. <laughs> is it just me or did that, like, was, I, no was I just having one of my nights where I can't read properly? Or is it, no, that... no. It sounded like you were having a stroke, but you were in fact <laughs> reading exactly what was on the can. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of references to other things on here that I'm just not picking up on. Yeah. Uh, no, it really does DL... sound good, but look, Beth, I gotta go. The Christmas tree is on fire. Like, that's gotta be no something, idea. right? Um, but... <laughs> This is also an eight percenter. Uh yep, sure so is. That, so that uh, that ought to do us well, <laughs> considering I haven't been drinking lately. So yeah, fun, I've, fun times ahead, y'all. Listen, I've already had four beers tonight, so you know. Oh great! I'm gonna be, it's gonna dealing, be one of those nights. I'm gonna be dealing with that by the end of the night, huh? Uh, we'll see how nah, this baby pours, huh? These Ooh. no yaz, these no yaz are uh, pretty light, so. Yeah, they are. No, yeah. Uh, okay, so I said that in in our chat earlier. Mm-hmm. Oops, I just drank that. Um, oh, you son of a bitch! Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'll pretend like I didn't. Uh, is saying no, yeah, like a total millennial thing? I don't. Erin no said idea. it was. She's like, who are no you, James? She's like, who well, are you Aaron, saying? Erin's no, also yeah. like sixty, so let's not go by her. Uh, you know, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm not going to make a joke about my wife's age because she's going <laughs> to listen to this. I will. <laughs> and she gets embarrassed because she's so much younger than the rest of us. <sighs> and that's all right, it James, is. <laughs> on that note, uh, cheers, sir. Cheers, bud. Dink. This is nice looking. It's got sort of a pineapple color to it. Pineapple. Ooh. Oh, it's good. Oh, that's man, really that's good. good. Did you Holy pay a lot shit. of money for this? I did. These were ten dollars a can, I think. Mm. 
I think maybe a little less than that, eight dollars a can, something worth like that. It, but bro. yeah, that's fucking delicious. It's yeah, got like a lot it, of. Um, it's really good. It's got a lot of like tropical flavors. It really does, that? and it's thick too. Like, mm. like it's an IPA, but like you cannot see through this at all. It's super fucking thick. That's good. Yeah, that was really this good. Might be one of the best uh, DIPAs we've had on the show, honestly. What did we? What did we say that was when we? It was like it was a dippers. couple. It was a couple dippers. It was a couple months ago though, and we were like, "What the hell's a DIPA? <laughs> What's a dipper? We can't." Yeah, I'm pretty sure and Josh then, corrected us on yeah, that. Yeah, somebody corrected us. Oh, speaking of which, didn't <clears throat> didn't you miss a correction? Didn't Josh correct us on something this week? Oh yeah, <laughs> look, look, look at us being shitty here. Look at me. Bud. Um, apparently, uh, Christopher Lee's metal album was not black metal; it was symphonic metal. Symphonic, uh, symphonic power metal. Symphonic power metal. How do I know this? Because I have I looked at because the, you I, read his comment, James. That's I glanced why. at it though. <laughs> I glanced at it, and I'm not I'm not one for retaining information. <clears throat> so sorry, Josh. We got our uh, our metal genres wrong. <sighs> he Apologies. did say he got he got. He got offended. He said, "Oh, oh, he was butthurt. They for are, sure. they are, as far apart in in the metal genre as you could possibly get." He was about as butthurt as me at those birthday parties at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> that's that's about <laughs> playing. Uh, who who wants to? What was it? Who wants to hide the hide the who pepperoni? Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Well, uh, anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. No. Hey, James, what's going on? Hi. I'm. Hi. 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 <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, okay, uh, we do got to start this week with a death, uh, and this one hurts my heart more more so than you can possibly imagine. Okay. Uh, rest in peace this week to Daft Punk. Oh, geez, Yes, Louise. I am talking about this. Yeah. Uh, Daft Punk, the legendary electronic dance pop duo, like... One of the... They put out a record a couple years back called Random Access Memories, and... Even though like I like their earlier stuff, I'm I was never never been like a dance fan, right? A lot yeah. of their stuff was like dancey electronic stuff. Yeah. Never been a fan of it, even though I appreciated it for what it was. Mm-hmm. Random Access Memories is hands down one of I think the best modern records ever written. Yeah. I will I will go as far as to say that. It's if you've never listened to it, it is a phenomenal record. It's high praise. It's yeah. Yeah, it's a mood piece for sure. <laughs> um, no, but it is though. You've heard it, right? You've listened to the whole record. Oh yeah. It. Oh, you've not. Okay. Yes, I have. <laughs> the way you said that and looked at me just now. Um, <laughs> it's just. It just is. It's a no. I, ha- I have record. because you told me to. Yeah, and it's it's fucking brilliant. Um, anyway, God. though, uh, they announced their breakup this week uh, via an eight minute video that they put out on their socials, where it's literally just eight minutes of two of two robots walking into the desert. And then finally, after a couple of minutes, they stop. One robot turns around, takes off his jacket, and there's like a self-destruct thing on, on his back. The other robot turns a nozzle, at the, or a dial, rather, that puts like a minute on the clock. And then that robot just keeps walking forward until he eventually just explodes. Oh. 
And then the other robot just walks into the sunset by himself. I did not it's, see that. It's very weird. Uh, and that's how they announce they are breaking up. Uh, super, super <clears throat> fucking sad, dude. So like, it's like, a, so I really, I didn't read much about it after I, I saw the initial announcement of it. So it's all amicable. It's just, they just, is that, they I guess just decided so. I don't, it was time or They what? didn't say, they didn't say why. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, they didn't say why. Try, you'd think that you'd try to hit the thirty-year mark at least. Like I, maybe. I mean, they had stuff in the in the you, works too. You, uh, Ten months ago, twenty twenty-three. Just wait until twenty twenty-three. Hit that hit that three-decade mark and then do it. So they they had ties even to uh, to mm-hmm. to our our genre too. Um, outside of just being dope as hell as they are, they brilliantly scored the Tron Legacy soundtrack, yeah. which was 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 amazing. And then literally like ten months ago. They announced they had partnered with Dario Argento to score his newest movie called Black Glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, I, nothing has been heard about it since, though, so I don't know if that project is just dead in the water or what. Yeah. Um, but they were attached to do that with Dario Argento, so they were, you know, there was ties to the horror community, and uh, yeah, and yeah, I, I'm just sad because I love that band. I thought they were, I was so, so looking forward to their follow up to to Random Access and. Uh-huh. Now we're never gonna get it. And that's uh that's super sad to me, James. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yep. But um anyway though, rest in peace, Daft Punk, 28 years old. They died young. They died young. Too soon, man. All right, uh moving on here. Paramount is joining the premium streaming service game. Uh and they're bringing oh, the biggest goody. movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're bringing their biggest movies and shows along with it. Uh Paramount Plus. Real creative there, Paramount. Uh, Paramount Plus uh, is on its way, and uh, it was announced this week that all of Paramount's major theatrical releases are going to hit the service within 45 days of their big screen dates. Putting plus after your name uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you're doing a streaming <laughs> service is the, it's like back in the, it's like back in the late 90s, early 2000s when all the bands put a number after their name. Pretty much, right? That's what it is. Um, so included in those uh, in those releases are A Quiet Place Part Two. Yeah. Uh, you have Top Gun Two, Mission Impossible Seven. Yes, there are seven of them. Uh, and then also uh, direct to streaming films, which is basically the new direct to DVD. I feel, you know, uh, direct to streaming films like the the newly announced uh, seventh Paranormal Activity movie okay. is going straight to Paramount Plus. Also, um, I think that it was just announced within this press conference uh, or this press release rather. There's a new Pet Cemetery movie coming out. They're making a sequel to the Pet Cemetery remake. Oh. That came out a couple years ago. Right on. Um, there's also a live action uh, Halo series, as well as a new series adaptation of the Fatal Attraction movie from back in the 80s. Huh. 90s? 80s? What was Fatal Attraction? Fatal Attraction? That would have yeah, been was that early, 90s? early 90s, I think. Yeah. 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 One, you know, when we see Sharon Stone's hoo ha. Oh. Yeah, that one. The you cuter. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, James. Yeah, that the one. Cuter. I was trying to be a little classy there, but uh, <laughs> no, thank you, you for weren't. thank you for showing me the error of my ways. How is hoo ha? Um, <laughs> how is hoo ha any more classy than cooter? <laughs> cooter Brown. Um, uh, no, that's, cooter when, Brown. That's, when see, that's when you see both, right? It's the Cooter Brown. <laughs> it's the old Cooter Brown. <laughs> what was the other name? I can't remember now. Cooter Brown and fucking what was it? Oh, our names that we had. Yeah. I fucking forget what it was. Oh, now. dude, you forgot? Cooter no, Brown. It, we had it. It, it. It's in the show. We can go back and listen to it. Yeah, but where? It's in one of the shows. Josh. Josh. 
<laughs> Tell us what it is. Cooter Brown and what? Damn it, how did we forget this? This was gold, while he's too. Think, while he's thinking about that, uh, in the world of dark thrillers, David Fincher and writer Andrew Kevin Walker are uh, genre darlings, I would say, after their collaboration on 1995's Seven. Right? Brilliant yeah. fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's with great, ad- uh, uh, great anticipation that the two of them are teaming up once again for Netflix's The Killer. Uh, it's an adaptation of a graphic novel of the same name. Uh, the source material is described as a series that follows a cold-blooded assassin who begins to have psychological crisis in a world with no moral compass. So it's, my, it's, it's, it's David Fincher with the, the writer of Seven tackling more psychological murdery stuff i'm into it about a about a soft assassin <laughs> okay fine fine does it make it does it make you feel any better if that soft assassin is played by michael fassbender because uh, it is james it's all right i guess quit being so there's soft just, there's you, just there's just there's no pleasing you today there's is no, there <laughs> there's no pleasing you <laughs> no man i don't know i'm excited about it um, yeah it sounds seven, cool seven is one of the greatest movies ever oh. made yeah. It seemed easily my top, uh, I don't know, 20, I'd say. Oh. I feel like everything's in my top 10, and then I'm just lying about it all one, the time. So. One day I'm going to make you make a top 10, and it's going to be 100 long. I would be interested to do a top 10. We uh, should do that I, for a week. No. Should, we should no. do that sometime. Just our top 10 favorite movies no, ever. No, I don't want to. It's too much pressure. It. It's too much pressure. Point, That's the point. Why? No. Why, why unnecessarily put that much pressure on yourself? Because it's fun? That's not that's not fun to me. It's sure like it when is. people ask me a question where they have like oh uh, like on, on Facebook there'll be it's it's like uh twelve different foods and they're like you can only keep one and I'm like, No, fuck you. I keep scrolling. I'm like, I'm <laughs> not doing not, this shit, I man. <laughs> I don't even wanna I don't even wanna like imagine what life would be like without those eleven other foods. You know? That's stupid. I don't know. I don't know if that's a testament to how good your life is or how sad your life is. It's one or the other. Okay. Well, let's. So people <laughs> like they do it with bands and stuff sometimes, and I'm yes. still like, no, I will not get rid of any of these bands. I just won't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put undue stress on myself in that way. I'd get rid of Search City. And yes, maybe. <laughs> fuck you. And yes, maybe it is a testament to how good my life is that I can just sit around thinking about. I've got everything I need, and I'm not going to get rid of any of it. But you know what, Mike? Give filter fish. You know the same people. The same people that uh, scroll past those things on Facebook are the same people that see those uh, Sarah McLaughlin commercials for the pets, or the guy over in uh, over in um, Ethiopia <laughs> with the kids, and you're just like, no, fuck you. Scroll past. <laughs> There's a river you're, twenty you're miles. You're that guy. There's a river twenty miles away. Go get your own water. Jesus. <laughs> Oh my God, James! I am not. No, you're the fucking worst. I am not. No, when I see those commercials, I get very sad. Yeah, and then and then then you change the channel. Well, no, like I, I would rather, I would rather give to chair. Like I don't like those those kinds of places where they say, "Oh, just send us twelve dollars a month, and we'll make sure some kid gets it." I'm like, really? Just because Sarah McLaughlin told me? I don't think so. Like if I'm gonna give money to a charity, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give money, and I'm gonna know where my money is going. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like me, like your like your buddy Mike. Yeah, that's that's charity, right? Everything I do for you is a charitable donation. <laughs> I'm not heartless. 
How right. did this turn from me saying that I didn't want to give up, a, 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 like, get, decide whether I want to give up pizza or spaghetti to you ragging on me for being a heartless prick? I'm not heartless. For not supporting the children in Ethiopia. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, the Seven's a cool movie. Speaking of the asshole. 90s. <laughs> Speaking of the 90s, uh, remember a game called Twisted Metal? Yeah. Right? How yep. awesome. Uh, well, it appears that uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, the writers behind Zombieland and Deadpool, mm. right? They are producing and bringing Twisted Metal to the small screen, oh. which is very exciting. Live action small screen, too. That's, that's cool. um, the press release makes it sound really fucking awesome, actually. Um, and it sounds like something else, and I'll get into this afterwards. Uh, the show is about a motor mouth outsider who is offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, they'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road, including a deranged clown who drives the truck, uh, whom fans will, uh, of the game will know as Sweet Tooth. Hmm. This sounds, and I know you saw me play it, exactly like that Mad Max game for oh. Xbox One. Yeah. It's it's identical. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that game is all literally just about going to different places and avoiding marauders driving on the road, you know, yeah. the Mad Max world. I mean, um, it, yeah. This this Twisted Metal show, it just kind of sounds like Mad Max the show, just like way more animated. Mad Max or Death Race or like, I mean, really. Yeah, really. I mean, Death Race pretty much is Twisted Metal, but. Yeah, I mean, the, when you're talking about, when you're talking about this type of movie, it's okay that all of them sound exactly the same. Yeah, because they're because all that's good. because that's what because <laughs> they're all fun. Because that's what you're getting into. You're getting into a movie. You know what you like. You're getting into a movie where there's going to be a lot of car chases, a lot of explosions, a lot of gunfire. Like that's just what you're signing up for. So yep. it's still it's it doesn't bother me in the slightest that any of these movies sound exactly the same to one another. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but I'm here for this though. Like this is this has me written all over it. And this is a show you said or a movie? It's a show. Oh, it's cool. A show. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, that I'm fun. 100 into it. Um, speaking of things that I'm 100 into, James. Yeah. Uh, how's your Blu-ray collection going? Oh wow. Are you really that into my Blu-ray collection? Yeah, you have like five, right? Like uh, my Mr. Bean box set. Like you're super into that. I mean, I'll flick your Mr. Bean box set. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, Super 8, the J.J. Abrams-directed tribute to Steven Spielberg, which uh, also happened to be produced by Steven Spielberg. Which also happens to be a movie that you've never seen. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Is coming to 4K Ultra HD from (laughs) Paramount Home Entertainment in celebration of its 10th anniversary. And guess what? Hey, hey, hey. What? Continue. Okay, thanks. (laughs) And guess what? This what? Uh, stunning release is coming with an absolutely awesome lineup of previously released <laughs> bonus features. Nothing new, really. Yeah, so fucking Paramount really stepped up to the plate for this. Yeah, one. <laughs> I'll st- I'll stick with my uh, my Super Eight Blu-ray. I I actually interrupted you because I was going to say this, James. Now what? that we're not picking out of a box anymore, yeah, uh, we actually have a new month to pick for after this episode. Okay, let's do Super Eight next month. Fine, done. <sighs> You heard it here first, folks. I love how easy this is. Right? 
I love how easy it is. You and me, we just get each other, man. Anyway, that release will be available on uh, May 25th. Uh, <laughs> that is obscene, Michael. Uh, <laughs> fans of the Alien franchise, get ready for your chest to burst because the Ooh, second, because the second, third, and fourth films, Aliens, Alien Three, and Alien Resurrection will be joining the previously released first film and getting a 4K remaster. Um, it sounds like the plan is to release all four films on Disney Plus Star, okay. which is, you know, Star is like the Disney Plus version of we're going to release some shit that your kids can't watch. Um, and then Wait, they're going to... What? There's a, uh, is Star a streaming service? It's Disney Plus, like, forward slash Star. Is that... It's part so, of the so it's part of the Disney, Disney Plus thing. I had never heard of this before. Oh, that's it, it's apparently a thing. Whoa! I actually have Disney Plus. I should. Look <laughs> so do to I. See I've never seen. I don't anything watch it adult. enough to. That's the thing. I've never seen anything more adult uh, oriented on Disney Plus, and there's been no star thing. I'm confused. Maybe this, this is going to be. Maybe this is going to be new. I have no maybe idea. Perhaps. I need to look into this. This is, this is going to be a correction for next week. I actually okay. have Disney Plus. I should pay more attention to it. Uh, and then follow. They're gonna follow that up with uh, a 4K Alien Collection box okay. set sometime well, in uh, 2022. If there's one thing that I knew I was missing from my life, it was Alien Resurrection in 4K, bro. So, just saying, bro, bro. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 yeah. <laughs> Watching Ripley make that uh, basketball swoosh from behind her back in 4K is just going to be. The highlight of my you don't, life. You don't need to tell me, bud. I already know. I already know. Um, all right, next up, Emerald Fennel's fake name. It's got to be a fake name. Emerald Fennel. Uh, uh, Emerald like Fennel's. <laughs> Emerald <laughs> Fennel's rape revenge tale has made quite a buzz since its uh, its release. It's called Promising Young Woman. Uh, it's earned itself four Golden Globe nominations, with a potential Oscar in the future. Wow, okay. and who and uh, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> I t- I do not care about award shows anymore. Oh, I just I, I just don't like I I especially I think fun to watch though, but especially with everything like with with the world falling apart for the last year, like Hollywood actors getting together to jack themselves off all over each other just doesn't. It's like fuck. Fuck you. Those those <laughs> listen, those movies still do it for me, and if there's Hollywood types in it, the better. <laughs> like call call me when Army Hammer is on stage roasting his <laughs> his girlfriend's ribs and then maybe I'll watch call, again. Call me central roast of Army Hammer. It's just a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, love it. Just fifteen women on the on the stage <laughs> holding their own ribs, ready to get smoked by Army. <laughs> Uh, oh boy oh for fuck all right anyway uh promising young woman women woman will be headed to digital on march 2nd followed by a dvd and blu-ray on march 16th i really don't know that much about that movie but uh people have been saying it kind of it kind of changes the kind of change like it's a rape revenge story but it sort of changes changes the game a little bit on exactly how it take like how it approaches the subject i've honestly never heard of it uh, you've probably seen you've probably seen the uh, it's you've probably possible. seen the cover art for it because it's, it's kind of it's kind of striking because there's it's it's like a it's like a 
like a half half front on picture of a girl's face with like she's got this like rainbow colored hair sort of. You've probably seen okay. it somewhere. I, I see a lot of stuff online, honestly, you know, for all the pages that I watch for horror news and all that. I'm sure yeah. I've probably seen it before, um, but it's nothing that's stuck with me or it's nothing <laughs> that I actually knew what it was. I know? remember hearing about it a while back. It sounds like a pretty good movie. Um, I, but... I enjoy rape revenge movies, so, I mean, and I don't mean that in, like, a weird way. Like, yeah. I gen- generally just do sort of enjoy that subgenre well, um, for really? one reason or another, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd t- I would check it out, though. It's kind of nice to see people get their comeuppance every once in a while. I think that's, that, that honestly is what it is. Like, most of those movies, the the first half of the movies are usually really hard watch. Very because hard Because, especially back in the 70s with, like, I Spit on Your Grave or Yeesh. the original Last House on the Left, like, Yeesh. they're they're really tough to watch. But then mm-hmm. once the comeuppances start, it's just like, yeah! Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's because it's kind of like, a, I, I wish every, you know, like you wish that every woman who has to endure that in real life could meet the guy in real life and just exactly. fucking cut his balls off. Exactly. But that's just how my brain works. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on. Uh, adding to the news for some for uh, some of the classic releases, like Christopher Lee's collection that we talked about last week, Warner Archive has announced that they will be bringing the 1945 Boris Karloff film Isle of the Dead to Blu-ray on March 30th. Uh, The release will feature a brand new 1080p HD master sourced from a 4K scan of the original nitrate camera negative with commentary by screenwriter and film historian Dr. Stephen Haberman. Dr. Stephen Haberman. What's he a doctor of? film apparently doctor of that ass <laughs> doctor of that ass i don't know I was just, like i don't pe- know what that means at all <laughs> it's a dumb joke i i what do you what do you think about people who call themselves doctor i'm okay with it for having a you know for having a phd and what, whatever listen, the fuck listen if i if i spent that much time going to school to earn a phd i'd be calling myself doc too you know but what like, if somebody our buddy, like our buddy our buddy kelly is a doctor and he calls himself he calls himself a doc like but he does it like he does it almost tongue-in-cheek yeah because like he's father, not going to introduce because himself his father as, was an asshole that made everybody call uh, him doctor <laughs> yeah like he was the type of guy who would correct you and you'd be like yeah. hey mr i'm not gonna say his name yeah, hey exactly, mr yeah, so-and-so don't. and he'd be like no, it's doctor, doctor so-and-so yeah, i'd be you. like oh fuck really you, how many asshole. lives did you save today bud <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know i'm i think because it's to me personally if i went to if i went to school long enough to have a phd it's an amazing accomplishment. Anybody who yeah. accomplishes that, I'm like, dude, that's exactly. dope. You're awesome. I still wouldn't call myself doctor, though. I wouldn't. Because if I was on a flight or something and somebody said, oh, my God, this man is unconscious. Is there a doctor? I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be I'd like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a doctor. Yeah, and they'd be I'm like, do- what are you I'm a doctor, doctor of? Oh, history? <laughs> so can you save his life? This, this person is dying. No, but you know I can. Did you know that Cleopatra was this and this and this? <laughs> The guy just wakes up. He's like, holy shit, that's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you saved my life. You saved him with literary science. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, I just offended some people, I'm sure. Yeah, but fine, uh, you know what? It's my show. Just fuck off. Uh, and that is all I've got for blues this week, Michael. All right. Well, there's one that you missed, James. Okay. Uh, in 1998, right? The late George A. Romero directed a pilot for TV uh, TV series called Iron City Ass Kickers. 
Okay. Okay. So as the um as uh as George Romero's uh archive of work is getting explored, things are coming uh, coming through the woodwork. And one of those things is this pilot for this show called Iron City Ass Kickers that he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a TV show that's centered around professional wrestling, which is right up my alley, uh, and the drama that surrounds it, basically. Um, okay. So this pilot seems more like an episode of professional wrestling, more than it seems like any kind of dramatic <clears throat> TV show, Yeah, uh, based on the trailer that they showed. But uh, th- it was thought to have been lost uh, until very recently. Uh, Cryptic Pictures has obtained the lost pilot, and uh, they're releasing it on both DVD and VHS. Uh, and you know what, James? It looks fucking awesome. And I'm into it. Uh, they're releasing it on VHS? Oh, yes. wow. Which, Look, I, think yeah, is, I, which just, I think is probably the right way to do it, honestly. I just looked, I just looked it up, and it looks awesome. Yeah, no, it's like it's like it's like an old school territorial wrestling, like uh, like in a in a soundstage studio kind of setting, uh, type show, and I think it's just straight wrestling, um, and it's interesting, and it's done by Romero in supposedly Romero's style, which is very 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 interesting to me. Um, huh. I want to pre-order it, but I don't know that I want to spend thirty some odd dollars for it, so we'll see what happens. Yes, you do. I know, but I've been spending my money in a lot of other places lately. <laughs> so it's like I got to pick and choose what I get. But um, just do it. You can't take we'll money with you after you die, Mike. I I don't plan on dying anytime soon, though. That's the thing. If I was, <clears throat> then I'd spend all my money. Well, if you. But I kind of need my money for uh, you know things like life. I just missed like five seconds or whatever you said. Yeah, it's fine. You I need money. That's what I'm trying me. to say. All right. Uh, anyway, though, uh, the last bit of news though, that I have here is that uh, Neil Bloomkamp, uh, fresh off of the news that his new movie is going to be called Demonic. We mm-hmm. talked about that, I think, two weeks ago. Um, he's already teasing his next film. Uh, and that next film is something that we are quite familiar with, James. Yeah. Uh, he put up a uh, Twitter post that said that District 10 is currently being written by himself and his writing partners. Cool. Uh, pretty excited about that. Uh, if you didn't know, because you've been living under a fucking rock, uh, District 9 was his directorial debut, at least his major directorial debut. Mm-hmm. You know, it was about that. It was basically about, um, in his, as he described it, um, the story of what happens when a Nazi becomes a part of a concentration camp, basically. Uh, in, in the, that's in the how sense he that you, put it. That's how he, that, that's basically how he I, he put it, and it was described. Yeah, because oh. uh, you basically have this overarching military type that is overseeing these ghettos essentially, and then he ends up there himself. Yeah, and it's you know it's all that stuff. But then yeah, it had a lot of it had a lot packing. of under uh, like a lot of underlying um, you know social yeah uh, oh yeah social and socio-political kind of stuff class mixed, classism mixed, racism stuff like that mixed with bloom camps just iconic style at this yeah. point you know yeah. so uh it's fantastic and uh i will take a district 10 any day of the week yeah. i am way down with that so yeah. uh hey um that's all i got though that's cool. the that's your news for the week Alrighty. well uh let's take a little break here and when we get back we're gonna talk about animatronics gone wild it's yeah. weird too. I'm looking at this thing that my daughter got for Christmas, and it looks exactly <laughs> like one of the the uh, the animatronics from uh, Willy's Wonderland. Oh yeah, it's creeping me out. I'll grab it when we take a break so that you can see it. Okay. All right. Anyway, that's it. We'll be back. 
Throughout this Dulce, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, James. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back to your to your younger years, right? I'm assuming that growing up in the sticks the way that you did, you still had something like a Chuck E. Cheese, right? <laughs> you didn't we, have Chuck E. Uh, Cheese, did you? Let's see. We had the. Uh, um, <laughs> we had Charles Mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had Cook's Pond, where I could go. Uh, Hang out and watch my dad and his friends get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess in a way, and they got quite animated after a few beers. So I okay, guess in okay. I guess in a way that was sort of my Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Jesus, this is start off on a real somber note. <laughs> no, it was fun. That was a good. Uh, in, that was actually a hell of a good time out there. In uh, fairness. No, did you what? know that Chuck E. Cheese's and then places like the Jeepers place that I worked at, they all served beer. They all serve oh, yeah. alcohol. Yeah, I never realized that until I was an adult. Dude. That you could get booze at Chuck, these kids' places. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese is where a kid can be a kid, sure. And a dad but, can be a drunk. But, a, but, a, but an adult <laughs> adult has to be able to go there and not want to just throw themselves, uh, you know. In, against a wall. Against a wall the entire time. <laughs> so Fair enough, fair enough. So that's what the beer's for. So you got that or ever. What other what other TV shows did you like? More specifically, they had animatronic characters in it. Or or dancing guys and animatronics or puppets, like big puppets yeah. and stuff like that. I uh um uh we already mentioned a couple of them earlier, like the, the elephant show I was really big mm-hmm. into. Um Eureka's Castle. Oh, Eureka's Castle was the best, man. Eureka's Hell Castle yeah. was fantastic. Because uh, not only did you get Magellan, pup- was Magellan the name yeah, of the, uh, yeah. the dragon? Yeah, not only did you get puppet work, but you got a little bit of claymation with those little worms, too. Yes. That was cool. Um, ah, shit. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I know that I used to watch a ton of them, though. So, but, oh, the, oh, HR Puffin stuff. HR Puffin stuff. stuff. Yep. Yeah, yep. Dude. Yep. Yeah, uh, stuff Pete's, like that. Uh, um, not Pete's Dragon. Not Pete's Fucking, Dragon. What's it called? Uh, Puff the Magic Dragon. Puff the Magic. Granted, Dra- what, was cartoon. That? It's a cartoon. Yeah, it's a cartoon. It. Yeah. I'm thinking of dragons, though. I guess it doesn't really fit, does it? <laughs> the point is this. The point is this. All these shows we watched when we were growing up, they're all very innocent, right? You never really thought anything nefarious about them. Like they were all very innocent, very, very kid friendly, right? Um, but did you ever think what goes I'll, on behind the scenes? I'll be honest. Out of all of them that I watched. HR Puff and stuff did freak me out a little bit. Did it really? Yeah, totally. Well, it's because my cousin was super into it, and I was never that into it. And he would put it on, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is this is not great." Because <laughs> it You're... was it was older, you know. It was like from the seventies or something. So, do you ever imagine though, like a show like Eureka's Castle, for example, or even like Sesame Street? Right? They got mm-hmm. they had giant guys in costumes and stuff like that in Sesame yeah. Street. Like, do you ever think that like when they cut the cameras though, that people take off the heads and it's like this motherfucking set and this and that and blah. Like, like, do you think there's there's people like that like behind the scenes? It was not always the greatest place. Um, unfortunately, I, 
when I was younger? No, absolutely not. Because I didn't think that Magellan took his head off or Big sure. Bird. You know, they were just they were exactly that. <laughs> they existed uh, in real life. As you get older, though, and you start to hear stories, it's like, oh, it's, it's kind of a bummer. It turns out the you know the dude that used to do Elmo was a total creep and stuff like that. Was he? I think there was like no. Some... I don't think so. I think he was. A, I think he was a really cool dude. I actually think he got persecuted because he was gay. Was that, that was it? his? Yeah, that was Elmo's story. Oh, then... I'm sure there's other people that were creeps. That was not Elmo though. Oh, not okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to save the. Good oh no name no no no. Here. Yeah no. <laughs> I I seem to I seem to remember there being one of the puppeteers from one of the big shows where there was like some shady shit that went on behind the scenes. Was it per? Was it possibly Oscar the Grouch? Because he seems like a shady character. <laughs> it might have seems been. like he might have been uh, might have been because he was his, a uh, trash can. Because <laughs> he was a because he was a direct because he was a, a, a like a he was a direct like carbon copy of his actual puppeteer's um, personality. Yeah, just an probably. absolute shitbag. Literally lived in a trash can. Well, the reason that I ask you all these things, James, is because the first movie we're talking about this week is the Banana Splits movie from uh, 2019. Uh, and this movie is very much about the idea that there is a kid that uh, loves the Banana Splits show, which was a real show from the 1960s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was the 60s. Let me double check that here. Um, ba, 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 ba. 1968 is when it came out. So yes, the 60s. Yeah. Um, so this was a real show in the 60s that was like a Hanna-Barbera made TV show made for kids. For all intents and purposes, there was never anything bad about it, right? Yet somehow in the year, in the late you know 2010s, someone got the idea to take this <laughs> beloved kids show and turn it into a horror movie. Which, don't get me wrong, is the greatest idea ever. I think I think more of these shows. I want to see the horror movie of Scooby Doo. I want to see the horror movie version of Fred Peller, uh, Fred Teller, Tenner. What what the fuck was his name? Penner. Penner. Fred Penner. Jesus. Like where he gets stuck in the he gets stuck in the fucking log, and then it's all this shit that tries to kill him throughout the night. <laughs> I want like, to see that movie. It's like 127 <laughs> hours, except for he's exactly. stuck in a log. <laughs> exactly. Um... But the thing is, uh, the Banana Splits movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have not talked to you about this. I fucking hated this movie. This I thought it was garbage. The movie hot that we garbage. watched for this week? Yes. I thought it was hot garbage. We'll get into it. You clearly have a different uh, opinion than me. Yeah. We'll get into it. Wow. Um, but... I feel oh, like I just spoke for both of us a lot there. Yeah, you did. Uh, before we move on, real quick, because I just yeah. looked it up, the uh, just so that I wasn't, I was just to avoid a correction for next week. Uh, the guy who did Elmo, yes, Kevin Clash, he resigned from Sesame Street in 2012 after allegations of sexual impropriety. Oh, all of which he denied and was later dismissed due to expiration of statute of limitations. And then he returned to puppeteering as a supporting performer in the comedy The Happy Time Murders. Interesting. So I don't Very know. I don't know if he actually was a creep. There that, was al- there was allegations because, of him being a creep. Is that only because he has hand up a puppet's ass? <laughs> is it like? Is that, is that what it was? <laughs> is it? Is that? Uh, I don't know. There, there's so many jokes I could go <laughs> off of, but I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm just going to leave it alone. Okay, well, moving back to the Banana Splits, at least <laughs> yeah. here. Um, like I said, from 2019, this is directed by uh, Danishka Esterhazy. 
That's how I'm saying her name. Danishka. Danishka Eskerhazi. It's uh close, it's, close enough. It's actually Denise Smith. I don't know how you messed that up. <laughs> Um, let's see here. A family attends a live taping of the Banana Splits television series, but are forced to survive as soon as the characters go haywire and start a killing spree around the studio. Um, yeah, I, um, okay. I have a lot to say about this movie in okay. terms of why I didn't like it. You clearly liked it. So I liked it still. We have, uh, we have a difference of opinion here. The, this no, good. this doesn't typically go well. <laughs> It doesn't Let's because make it especially go well. Let's make especially it go well. especially when you don't like a movie because uh, last week which movie did you not like? You hated uh, oh you hated the uh, the <laughs> they're both called the same thing so I can't you hated the <laughs> you hated the newer Sweet Home movies yes. yeah, when you hate them I'm glad to hear you say that you that you have a lot to say about this yeah because typically when you hate a movie. You don't say anything about well, it. Well, let's be fair. Last week's last week when we were talking, especially when we were talking about Sweet Home from 2015, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, I'll, listen, we're we're all about uh, uh, transparency on this show, right? No, we're not. Well, well, yes, we are. Um, I was literally microdosing while we were recording that episode. I had microdosing? Worked, yes, I w- I I told you about this. Like I had L- worked like LSD. Yeah. Well, no, mi- mi- microdosing. How about oh, that? microdosing. Microdosing. Um, I had just gotten off like a fifteen-hour workday, and I was exhausted. And then we had to start a show that goes. You know, it's a two-hour show that literally goes about five hours every time we get together. <laughs> and it was about two o'clock in the morning. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I was literally micro dozing when we were talking about the movie yeah um maybe that doesn't who... that doesn't change how i felt about it though yeah um i thought what, the movie was what, cha- what changes is me saying something waiting for a reaction from you yeah and then, yeah and then you going which yeah i didn't edit anything out of the almost the entire end of that episode though so it actually turned out pretty good i hit it pretty well until now that i'm giving okay. away my secrets okay good <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah, no, I do have a lot more to say about this one, though. All right. Um, let's just go through the, a quick cast rundown here. You have Beth, who plays the mother. Um, so just so that this makes sense, you basically have a mother uh, and a stepfather and then two kids, an older kid and a younger kid. And for the younger kid's birthday, they decide to take him to a Banana Splits screening and everything goes fucking crazy. Yeah. That's that's basically the the, the, the plot of the movie. Uh, Beth, the mother, played by Danny Kind. Um, you have Mitch, the stepfather, played by Steve Ludd. Um, Lund. What? Lund. Lund. What did I say? Ludd? Ludd. Ludd. He, he was Ludd, in fairness. Um, <laughs> you have the younger Lund. son, Harley. Harley is the one that is obsessed with the banana splits. Probably mm-hmm. too old to be obsessed with the banana splits. Yeah. But you know what? Who cares? Um, and then you also have... Um, uh, Austin, who is his older brother. Um, those are that, that's the main family, basically. Uh, you also have uh, Zoe, which Zoe was great in this movie. Zoe is Harley's reluctant friend that comes to uh, the taping with them. Uh-huh. And uh, as far as the rest of the characters, we'll get into them as we go into the movie. But that's like your main core family group of yeah. the uh, of the show here. Um, okay, so. What didn't I like about this movie? Oh, where do I start? Um, I thought that it... <laughs> you know when you watch a low-budget movie and it's very and it's tough to get into the story because the movie 
it looks low budget. Like there's a feel to it that kind of separates you from the story they're trying to tell because the look of the movie just doesn't quite work. Yes. You kind of get what I'm saying? Yeah, but we watch so many movie, low budget movies. It's like it's hard to take that as an ex- as a reason to, why you wouldn't like something. To me, this movie had that aesthetic to it, where they 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 did really really good for what they had. Yet there was a part of it that felt off to me in terms of the look of the movie. Really? I can't pinpoint. Excuse me, exactly what it was, but that's not even my biggest critique. The, the biggest critique that I had is that I thought this movie was, quite frankly, boring. Um, they, the pacing of the movie was so off to me. Like, I, like, it, they, 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 something would happen, and then it would be like, the next 15 minutes was just kind of boring, touch-and-go dialogue. Like, there, were, like the, there was no pacing to the dialogue. There was no pacing to the editing. There was no pacing to the actual movie itself. And for me, and and I watched it with my girlfriend, we both thought the exact same thing. Like, it just, it stops you from truly investing in the story because they start and stop so much with either the dialogue or, or the story they're trying to tell or whatever. And it was very distracting to me and it just, it took me out of it because I couldn't, like, I didn't get wrapped up in it, if that makes sense. Do you get what I'm saying at all? Did you experience any of that while you were watching it? No. <laughs> yeah, I no, to, uh, I really didn't. It's, I, and, and that's fine. Like I'm, once, I'm happy that you didn't. For me, the pacing was just off. Like it just, it just did not work for me. I maybe it's because I'm watching the fucking banana splits movie. Like I didn't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sitting there going like. I didn't go like. I, there's certain movies where I go in with the mindset of okay, like like watching uh the like the Nightingale. I'm like okay. I need to pay close attention to every aspect of this movie the the pacing the cinematography the the acting the the story the uh, the the um like the the set the setup of the shots every aspect of the movie in that type of movie you want to be paying attention to sure this is the banana splits movie. I dude. get that. I get that. But like there's <laughs> like, still it's still a movie. What were you expecting? I, it's still a movie that I expect to be entertained by. And in addition to all the stuff that I just said, I thought the writing in this movie was shit too. Like it was oh, not well written. The dialogue was terrible in most every way. Like I I I it, I feel like I feel like in a, maybe it, maybe it's just because I was You went, I went in, in with low I, expect, expectations. It's not low low expectations. I went into it thinking this is going to be almost an extension of uh this is going to be almost an extension of a uh Saturday morning puppet show okay like i was and, I, and, like and did that i, live I, up I went to in, i went into i went into it thinking the the character like i did before i saw a single frame of the movie i was like i had in mind i was like all of the characters are probably going to be overblown, almost character-ish, uh, char- char- uh, caricature-ish, and then okay. it happened. Like every, like every single there's the there's the stage father who is basically a caricature of a real life stage father. There's the mm-hmm. couple. There's the couple who live stream everything that they do. Ridiculous couple, yes. Ridiculous, and they were dressed ridiculous. Like they're they were the type of people where they were. Uh, uh, 
you may have at some point in time seen a social media social media influencer wearing every piece of their clothing individually, but then you took it and threw like mixed it up and threw it on these two people, and yeah, that's what they, they were. They were, they were an amalgamation the of every yeah. social influencer. This crazy over um, the top versions of these stupid people that are famous for doing nothing these days. Yeah, and yeah. that's and that's kind of so in a in a way this movie was that's what it was like i said i was going in expecting everything to be completely overblown the way it would be on a saturday morning puppet show sure and it was except for it was supposed to be more realistic i could i get that but but it was you know crossing the streams a little bit i get that i and i I don't like as far as it being as far as it being boring like i actually (laughs) for for taking beloved hanna-barbera characters and turning them into these homicidal maniac robots i actually thought that they did but a pretty good here's, job of here's and even making though. them like effectively creepy here's another one of my problems though why were they homicidal that that's what doesn't make sense that there 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 are parts of this movie that just like the idea that the characters are you think that there's humans in these character suits because mm-hmm. in fairness they're like the suits are not bulked out you see human arms and limbs under like underneath the uh the fabric of these yeah. costumes, right? You yeah. can tell that there's humans under there. Okay. Yet they expect you to believe that these are animatronics and they're and and that they're robots. I didn't think that they did a That's really good. So nitpicky, it, it, it's dude. a it's a small nitpick, but it did take me out of it a little bit. I thought that um, there was that and the, the whole fact that why are they animatronic though? That's the thing. Every all the kids and everybody else in the show that they not not in the show, but like audience wise thinks that these are just people in suits why are they there's no way they can't because they look like people in suits like they it seemed to me that nobody in the movie was surprised by the the fact that they were animatronic and the banana splits themselves back in the day i don't think anybody thought that the banana splits from the 60s were robots that's what like why are they suddenly robots that's what's funny about this movie is that (laughs) is that they're like since the '60s, okay, so they've they've now been going on for 50 years, and sometime along the way, they replaced the human actors with these robots that were built by this eccentric weirdo who hangs out in a dark room in the back of the studio. But did I miss it though? Did they actually explain the fact that this, the the banana splits have been around for 50 years? Yes. They did. Okay, I yes. I might have missed that. That because the way that I took it, I took this as like this was a, this was just a show that was going on in present time that was no. just a show. No. Okay, so I might have missed that part. Then I apologize if that's the case. I mean, they um, talked about it like the of entire it being time. A fifty a fifty year old show. The entire time that Paige, the Page, is taking them through <laughs> and giving the them page. a tour, she's <laughs> telling them about the history of the thing. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you. The, that. It's I might actually have a that. pretty. It's actually a pretty major plot point that's brought up pretty often in the show it pretty often in the movie that you missed because not only does Paige talk about it but also the social media influencer guy talks about it extensively while he's well he's showing his girlfriend i always took stuff. it i always took it as like they, it was just a, a new show that was like legendary because of how popular it was at the time no they were that's stuck how back, i took they that. were stuck back in studio number studio number 12 or whatever Which, or because less, less of a studio more of a murder scene by the way <laughs> Oh sure, that, yeah. that studio was an abandoned building where people fucking died. That's what that was. Well, and that was another point. Like they, like it, it, this show had been, and especially when the guy came in, the assistant 
vice president, not the assistant, the vice president came yeah. in. He got promoted, and he came in, and he told the producer that they were canceled. He me- he even mentioned that they had been on on uh, air for you know sixty years or whatever, and that they, it was all washed up, and it was time to get rid of them. Okay, like they made how reference that, to the but... they made reference to the fact that it was a very old show. A it, lot it of almost, times. It, but it still almost doesn't change it. Like I, I just don't understand why they needed to. I, I guess, I guess there's a humor part of it that maybe I'm missing a little bit. I just, I don't why understand they why they needed, why they needed to be robots. Like I almost think that it would have been better if the actors playing those characters were homicidal killers. Like that yeah, would have been I, better to me. Yeah, when I, I don't know why I, they needed to make them robots. When I found out that they were robots, I was a little bummed out because when yeah. they first rolled up in their banana cart and they almost hit the kid. And they're it, like it was so, it was so stupid and comedic, but at the same time kind of creepy because they're just staring at him. And I was like, if this turns out to be a thing where the the actors inside the suits just snap and start murdering people, I'm gonna love it. I think it's so cool. Exactly. Like to me, that's where it should have gone. So when I but when the, I found out that they were, but robots, the fact, the fact that they weird, were robots this, didn't bother then, me though. But then also the with this weird mad scientist creepy character behind the scenes that is like giving them updates like he's like their father figure like that what, the whole thing was just what so is bizarre it, what is not to like about i that? don't know like I this just... is this i dude i like i'm not i'm not saying this is no offense to your girlfriend whatsoever <laughs> if you and i watched this movie together you would have liked it no i disagree yes you would have no i disagree yeah, this totally has nothing would've. to do with her like i, I, I no, i'm not saying that it stop has... fucking blaming her james i'm not blaming if her. i would have watched this with your wife she would have agreed with me no if you if you would have <laughs> no here's the thing if you would have watched this with my wife you probably would have hated it because she would have hated yeah, it yeah that's that's, that's what I'm, if that's what you I'm and i watched this movie together you would have liked it I don't think so, because like I said, for me, it wasn't even, it wasn't, these are all nitpicks. The, for me, what I hated the most about it, and I've already said this, it's the pacing. The movie moved at a snail's pace for me. An absolute snail's pace. I don't. I and and that, that, and that to me, was the biggest, uh, the biggest problem that I had with it. I don't, I, like, I don't see where you're coming from with the, the snail's pace thing. Like, the whole, I mean, yeah, they, they take quite a while to set the movie up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But once the carnage starts, but it's, why does it's but pretty, that's thing. Why does the frequent. carnage start? So I get the fact that they were canceled, right? Because but, because when when uh, uh, Drooper comes in and he's getting an update, right? Mm-hmm. The scientist guy hooks him up, and there's some kind of like weird, uh, um, like corrupted code. Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's evident because it turns red, right? But he's the only one that got the update, right? Well, I have to. I have to imagine that uh, they're probably all they're probably all running on the same software or something like that. So, I, so that you do, why, why do you have it? to? Why do you have to look into it that much? It's a <laughs> fucking. It's a movie about Hanna Barbera characters murdering I feel, people. No, no, you're, like, I you're feel not like wrong. You're, I, you're I feel not like wrong. you're trying. I, I feel like you're trying to 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 look at this as too much of a piece of I, art. You're you're not wrong, and 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 and. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. I, w- I want to like this movie more. Like, I wanted to go into this, and I wanted to love it. I don't know why I didn't like it. Like I said, I can blame the pacing. I can blame everything else. But you're not wrong either, too, though. All the things that I usually love in these shitty B-movies or whatever is here. 
I don't know why I didn't enjoy it more. And the I, ju- I like just the carnage, didn't. the 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 actual effects. I thought the, the gore could have were... been way better too. The carnage was a was a bit lackluster in my oh, opinion. Jesus, dude. Just... <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about be- we're talking about beloved. Hanna Are they Bar- really beloved? Come on, Hanna Come Barbera on. characters <laughs> who never in the past murdered anyone. True. Who are now murdering people, which is right up our alley. And the. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, I, dude. I, I, this is this is two weeks in a row where I, where I'm just like, I'm like, I, I don't. It's granted, listen, Sweet Home. The last week was not the best movie ever, but, <laughs> uh, but like, I, I, like sometimes you get in these moods where I feel like you nitpick the weirdest. No, shit. I just, I, it's, it's one of those things where it's like I, I like what I like and I dislike what I dislike. I, I, I don't, I don't always have. I can't even talk right now. I don't always have like the greatest reasons to why. It's just how I feel about the movie when I'm done with it. It's as That's simple as fine. that. Like it just didn't the movie just didn't land with me. That's all. That's I'm fine. not gonna sit here and say that my opinion's God. Like maybe my opinion's wrong. That's so be it. I'm just telling you what I thought about it. Like, I just didn't find what other people found. And this movie got favorable reviews, even critically, mm-hmm. for the most part. So yeah. it's like I understand that maybe I'm not part of the minority here. It just like I say, it just didn't do I think it's mostly for me. because of what it is. Because it's so I, unfounded, or not unfounded, it's so uh, unprecedented, like, taking taking a children's show. Because uh, I'm still, I don't know entirely how to, how they did this. I didn't, I didn't look into it. Somebody must have bought the rights to it. Yeah. So, like, Simple as that's, that. That's such a, that's a crazy, but no, but that's, that's not a true crazy because, thing to do. And it's Because this movie was made, though, I believe, in conjunction with Hanna-Barbera. Was it really? I think so. That could be a correction, but I'm pretty sure that it was. That's such a f- like funny, crazy thing to do, like yeah. to take a to take a children's show and then just turn it on its head and just be like, "What if these fucking things just started murdering everybody?" Like that's that's that to me is I don't know. It's that's, genius on the yeah. paper. It's genius. Yeah. Like I said, I think for me, it just like it just in execution, it didn't land exactly the way that I wanted it to land. Also. There are there were some good things about the story uh, about the whole movie, right? Uh-huh. I really enjoyed the character of the, uh, the stepdad. He was such a douchebag. <laughs> like, you enjoyed every, that character. Well, every scene that he was in, I laughed at for the most part. Like he was such a dick and such a piece of shit character that I really enjoyed. Like his death at the very end, him getting run over by the car was the best death of the entire movie, uh-huh. hands hands down. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, I just, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I just wish I wanted more from it. I think what it was, too, if you compare these two movies, um, Willy's Wonderland and uh, The Banana Splits, they're almost identical movies in terms of what they are, yeah. right? Different yeah. execution, for you know, sort of. But, like, sure. in what they are, they're they're very similar. And I think that this, between the two movies, you, you have a case, a case to make for how you should have made this movie versus how you shouldn't have made this movie mm. because Willie's Wonderland was perfect mm. like through and through perfect mm-hmm. the pacing was right the characters were right the gore was right the the writing was right the the performances were right right everything about that movie was perfect mm-hmm. whereas in in the banana splits like i said for me it just didn't work. It just didn't like the fabric wasn't sewn the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm talking in circles here. Honestly, like um, 
it just it just what it was. There was, however, like I said, bright spots. The little girl, Zoe, mm-hmm. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. She was like maybe not as good as the girl in Cycle Gorman, but here you have another young girl who kind of steals every scene that she's in. Mm-hmm. You know, she was fantastic. Um, the, the some of the, ex- the just the general exchanges in the movie were funny, dialogue wise. Um, so there's there's not like it's not all bad. It's just you gotta kind of get through the slog to, to get to the good stuff, in my opinion. I don't mm-hmm. know. You talk. I feel like I've been talking forever. Oh no, I've I've pretty much said all I need to say. I I I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I don't know. Like I I don't know if I just went in with lower expectations or maybe my maybe. Maybe what it takes to entertain me is just like <laughs> far less than what it takes to entertain it's you. Boss, boss, boss. I don't know, dude, but I, I like to me, it was simply the idea of watching a, a, a show that reminded me so much of my childhood. And then, having, did you watch the banana splits? I didn't watch the banana splits, but I, lot, I watched a lot of stuff like that. Okay. See, I never you watched know? either. I, I had never even seen <clears throat> these characters before. I, I uh, had seen the characters, especially, uh, the one who's kind of snorky is no, not snorky. Uh, uh, so you have uh, you have Flegel, Flegel, Snorky, Drooper, and Bingo. Yeah, Flegel, the one that's holding the axe on the on the cover. Yes, the cat, the cat-looking guy. Yeah, like he's almost he's he's sort of the one who, when you think of this movie, you see his face, which is funny because he's the first one that gets destroyed, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had watched stuff growing up like this when I was younger, so I I guess maybe it was just that, like just the idea of this it, the um also the the uh the thing that the animatronics do toward the end of the movie where they kidnap all the kids and then they put them in a room so that they can perform their show for them for the forever. Yeah. That's that's from something else. I can't think of what it is. But that exact same... I think a book that I read, actually. But that same kind of scene plays out in something that I've seen before. And I can't think of what it is. But I don't know, man. Like, I just... Like, I, I didn't th- I didn't think it was lacking in the gore, especially when you consider what it is. Like, you're going from a children's show that used to entertain millions of children to... Uh, now they're bashing people's faces in with hammers and cutting them in half with fake saws and uh, ripping them in half. Like that's I don't I don't I don't know what else you want from a children's show I, turned into a horror movie. I guess I don't really know either. I just know that I wanted more. And when I watched Willy's Wonderland, I got everything I wanted. What maybe so maybe because before, before we move on to Willy's Wonderland, what did you get in Willy's Wonderland that you didn't get in this movie? Well, that's and to be clear, I liked Willy Willy's Wonderland more. Yeah, it, but the what story did you, the story was better, the characters were better, it was written better, the gore was better, the pacing was the pacing especially was better. Um, I like I say it was just like everything was just better, you know. I don't know. I I don't like I don't I, I don't know. If yeah. you're if you're listening to this and you and you and you're interested, watch both. Tell yeah. me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, then so be it. I mean, granted, opinions can't really be wrong, but you can still shit on me all you want. Opinions please can don't do be that wrong, Michael. But, opinions hey. can be wrong, and yours are often. Um, 
You bitch. <laughs> With that, <laughs> let's move on to uh, Willy's Wonderland. Let me tell you, all of the feelings that you had about the Banana Splits movies, I have yep. about this one. You're shitting me. No. <laughs> You're <Yes>. shitting me. <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, there, there's... We mean you can disagree on a great many things. This is not one of them. Well, if you were paying attention, I've been agreeing with you for the last half hour about the the fact that this movie was awesome. So, um, no, I heard you. I heard I, you. I wish that I would have actually come. I I I kind of wish that I would have come to the show today prepared to just do a long con for like a half an hour where I talked about how much I hated this movie. <laughs> oh, please I, don't. Because I think you would have lost your mind and it would have been awesome. Yeah, I um, would have. Um, Willie's Wonderland from 2021, uh, directed by a guy named Kevin Lewis. Uh, uh, one, hasn't... Once, once again, sorry to interrupt you. Once again, spoilers. Oh, Heavy yeah. spoilers. This movie just came out, and we are going to talk about every aspect of it probably. We're going to give you all the spoilers, so if you don't want to hear them, turn this off. Go watch the movie. It's $20, <laughs> and then it's, come back yeah, and listen to steep, us. So. But, uh, yeah, so here's your synopsis, though. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now-condemned Willie's Wonderland. Uh, the mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival uh, against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Frisk fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. What what flies? Fish fly. Uh, fish flies. Fish fly. Fists fly. There you go. Uh, this is starring uh, the incomparable Nicolas Cage. First of all, dude, can we just yes. fucking can we just can we just get on Nicolas Cage's jock for a little while here? Yeah, one hundred percent. What do you got? Um. So I've I've lived with a person for the past uh, thirteen years of my life who hates Nicolas Cage with every. With every fiber of their being. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> uh, Ramon. Yeah, kick him out. Yeah. yeah uh, right to the curb. Ramon's gone. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my wife hates Nicolas Cage. Uh, with kick a, her to the curb. With a passion. And, and I know that she's going to regret it because I know that Nick is listening to us right now. Because <laughs> he's a huge fan. Um no, she does not like Nicolas Cage. And I've been trying to tell her he, he's found a new place in the world. Because between between mom and dad, uh color color out of space, or what do you Mandy. call it? What do you call it all the time? The color the color, color out, out of shape. shape. <laughs> the color out of Mandy. shape. Uh Mandy and, and yep. this movie, like he has fucking hit a new stride. Yep. And he's just nailing it. It's dude. an indie gold. Oh, dude, he's, what it is? He's nailing it, and and he doesn't he doesn't speak a word in this movie. Yeah, and, so and I didn't expect it, that. I, I did not know that. Well, when they say when they say a quiet, like, what do they what do they call him? A quiet drifter or yep. a, a, a quiet uh, a quiet, yeah, drifter. quiet drifter? I'm like, okay, so he's gonna be a man of few words. Wasn't expecting a, a man of no words. <laughs> But it honestly, you know it, it honestly makes it that much better, dude. Oh, it does, hands down. You know what it reminded me of? What? Like you know those old school like Nintendo sixty four games where you're playing up the campaign and all the other characters are talking at you, yet your character never speaks. Yeah, that's what this movie was. Yeah, like Gold, he was the character Goldeneye. where every yeah everybody <laughs> talks to you, 
but or talks at you rather, but no one's actually talking to you. Oh, because actually, there's no actual conversation. Going actually, on. GoldenEye is not a good GoldenEye is not a good example. Sure, it is. Well, there's it's no all Pierce te- Brosnan it's all text. About. It's all text, though. Doesn't your character? Same, doesn't your character talk same back idea, in text? Though. No, because your ter- character talks back in text, right? Or do they not? In GoldenEye, yeah. I know they do, but my, the the dialogue still stands true, though. Like for what we're talking about. But you're not actually hearing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So, uh, basically, a quick setup, and really, you can set this one up quick. Uh, Nicholas Cage, the uh, the janitor, they call him in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's driving real fast down a road, pops a tire on a zigzag, uh, a, a spike strip, or a, is there another word for those? Spike strip, spike strip. So, yeah, that pops his tire on a spike last? strip, and basically a tow truck comes to pick him up. Tells him, "You can only pay cash." Uh, in in no words whatsoever, <laughs> the janitor gets his point across that he can't pay cash. So this guy, this good old boy, is like, "Well, I got, I got, I got a place you can work it off for the night." And then he takes him to Willie's Wonderland, where he's gonna. Basically, clean the place up for the night in exchange for his car being fixed. Sure, and that's kind of where we that's that kind of sets up the entire movie. Yeah, it um yeah it does. Uh, I I don't know that I would um, trust that tow truck driver personally. I've been in weird situations where uh, cars have had to get towed out of state, and it's always been weird for me. I don't think I would trust that guy. Just saying. Um, you're not Nick Cage though. That's true. I'm not Nick Cage. Like one hundred percent, I am not. Like right from right from the get, right from the get, dude. As soon as you see the dyed black facial hair, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> <It's> so bad. <laughs> you're like, okay, this guy didn't come to fuck around. Like he's he's ready for business, and and that's that's what you get. You get all business from him in this movie, and it's uh. <laughs> it's it's Nicholas Cage giving the the silent uh what did I write down here? It's when did you ever think you'd ever see Nicholas Cage uh being the strong silent type? Like never. And 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 quite honestly, it doesn't work for him. <laughs> oh, what? Like, no, 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 no. I loved him in this movie, right? I loved him in this movie. But if I was ever in a situation where I had to take him seriously, like in real life, <laughs> it would not work at all. That's what. That's why it worked so well for this movie, though. Exactly, like, though. I agree. Like I agree. Self, I can't tell you. I can't. I I can't tell yet if this new version of Nick Cage is self-aware. He I, is. Ha- I haven't figured I think it he, out yet. I, He's self-aware in that he knows he knows he's taking on weird, crazy roles, right? That being said, I think that his approach to but the th- movies is a bit self-deluded. Well, that doesn't that doesn't fly with me though, because uh, he's always taken he's well, he hasn't always taken weird roles. He's always made weird choices within those roles. Like yeah. go go back and go back in his catalog and just like just just pick any movie, any random scene. Nick Cage is probably acting weird, you know? Deadfall. Like he's a he's a weird ass actor. Like he makes some what'd you say? I said Deadfall. Deadfall. It's the it? weirdest fucking Nick Cage movie you'll ever see. Oh, I've never seen it. I've <laughs> never so even heard bizarre. of it. So but no um, one has. Because it was never actually released. Oh, okay. It's a well, weird, unreleased <laughs> Nick Cage movie. <laughs> Well then, why are we talking about it? 
Because I own it. Because oh, I've seen it. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, it, it, like, you go back in his catalog, like, he's always making weird choices in, as an actor. True. That's true. So I'm not entirely sh- I'm not entirely sure he is, like, fully self-aware. You know what I mean? No, I think that he is. I, I think he's self-aware in that he knows the audience, at least, that likes his kind of movies. And he's a big fan of just letting loose. And being being Nick Cage, like mm-hmm. I feel like he knows that he's crazy Nick Cage. It's just a matter of what degree he can let loose on certain movie sets. Yeah. So when he does these independent movies, he knows that's kind of what they're expecting, and he can just go crazy. But it's kind of a perfect deal. But when him, you're talking really. about the strong, ty- strong, silent type, is it like when he does the, like? He gives people this look in this movie that if you saw it in real life, it really wouldn't be that intimidating whatsoever. Like that weird. True. Like his his lip is cocked up to the right, and his and his left eyebrow is cocked up to the left, and he's kind of got this like scowl on his face, and I'm just like, yeah, with the dyed black hair and the dyed black beard, I can't take him seriously whatsoever. Oh, you shouldn't, and you should not take him seriously. But is he taking him seriously? That's what I want to know. I want to be in (sighs) Nick Cage's head for a day and just be like, what does this guy think about when he's on the set? I would I would go ahead and say that I believe that he is. Okay. That's just my two cents, but I believe that he is. Um, I okay, hope, so I hope that he's not. That's what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my hope is that he is self-aware and he's just having a lot of fun. Either, Only time will tell, really. Either but, way, I'm happy with the work that he's doing, though. I agree 100%. All right, so, uh, yeah, so Willy's Wonderland is, uh, it's, as, it's as fantastic as we've been, um, you know, describing it as. Uh, you have Nicolas Cage, who plays the janitor, uh, Emily Tosta, who plays Liv, she's so. There's this whole like side story of, you know, Nicholas Cage shows up in this town. He gets his tires blown out, as James said. He gets offered to work at this place to work it off, right? Well, it turns, turns out the entire city is in on this whole idea that Willy's Wonderland. There's this demonic force that took over the puppets because of some weird. Pa- you know, satanic pagan uh, ritual that happened. Suicide cult that, yeah, yeah. It's and kind of a Chucky so, thing. It was like a, a bit of, it's a little bit of a Chucky thing. Like yeah. they transferred their souls into the animatronics. Yeah, very similar. Um, so you have uh, you you have all these uh, this, this, these characters that played you know these roles where they were human beforehand and they got sucked into the animatronic characters like, mm-hmm. like james had just said um you have beth grant who plays sheriff lund uh beth grant uh you know sparkle motion i <laughs> how's it go Some, uh sometimes i doubt your commitment in sparkle motion Yep, she is. She's the it crazy is, neighbor from Donnie Dargo. It is. It is forever and always. I, I like. She's. She's. She's a, a a very good actress, and she's had a a lot of very good roles. But that one line will forever be how I remember her. Oh, <laughs> you know, one hundred percent. I doubt your commitment in <laughs> sparkle, sparkle motion. motion. <laughs> I, I agree with one hundred percent. She plays Sheriff uh, Sheriff Lund, though. Uh, you have. Uh, Rick Reitz, who plays a guy named Tex Machido. Bro. Makido? Makido. 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 Is it Makido? Tex Makido. Tex Makido. Sorry. Um, He's the one that owns Willy's Wonderland and convinces Nicolas Cage to basically go in there, clean this place up, and I'll pay for the new tires on your car. Right? Mm -hmm. So he's the one that owns the building. gets picked up by by the tow truck driver. Um, 
now, meanwhile, you have this group of kids. One of the kids played uh, by, uh, who is Liv, played by Emily Tosta. She's this orphan, basically, that was raised by the sheriff. But she knows the evil that is Willie's Wonderland. And she wants to burn that place to the ground to burn the characters who have the souls inhabited and whatever. She, and, know, she knows this personally because she was <clears throat> in Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, she was a survivor. Uh, w- watching her parents basically be torn to pieces by these things. Yeah. And the, the, the shitty part about it is that the city is now, the town is now working with the... What would you call them? The uh, <laughs> the band, <laughs> the, yeah, the band. But there was like the soul. The souls of these people got trapped in them, though. Right. So the so, city is working it, with they them basically, because because uh, at one point uh, after they closed the doors to Willie's Wonderland, one of the animatronics got out and started killing people all over town. Yep. So the sheriff came into Willie's Wonderland and made a deal with them and said, if you please leave our children alone, if you leave our town alone, we will provide you with victims. Yep. And so every once in a while, they bring new people in, tell them to clean the place up for the night, and then they lock them in and let, let the animatronics yep. kill them. Like even the, the, the guy says at the end of it, he goes, let's leave here. I don't like to, I don't like to hear the sound of a grown man screaming or something like yeah. that. Like, they're so used to it. And you know it's all fucked up. Here's Okay, let's, let's get to the nitty-gritty of this. Here's the reason that I love this movie. Nick Cage, the janitor, right? He is not shocked in the least bit <laughs> that these animatronics are coming to life to kill him. He's a, he, he has a one-track mind. He wants to get his car fixed. Therefore, he has to clean this place right in order to clean the place he's told by text to make sure you take breaks frequently so he makes sure that he takes his breaks <laughs> he also carries around with him a sack of sodas like punch sodas punch right? pop punch pop and it's basically just pure caffeine is my it's like jolt soda back i in actually the day, took, I, took a, I took a picture because i wanted to see what the saying was on the can uh hold on i gotta see i gotta find it go ahead yeah, he carries around the sack of punch pop, and basically, like that's the shit that keeps him going. It's like his drugs, basically, and 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 it's set up to where you think that there's something special about whatever is in that sack, but there's just not. It's just his sodas. Like the Nicolas Cage character is so fucking weird. He he, nothing catches him off guard. He's obsessed with pinball. Apparently, he's obsessed with like uh, like taking a break always at the most opportune times for him right yeah. to do it. Oh yeah. He's very methodical. Like like everything is is how it's supposed to be and that's all there is to it. Like there's a scene at the very end where he's helping uh uh Liv who's now stuck inside the same place that he is, helping her get out and his timer goes off to eat. So he just like looks around weirdly, gives her his weapon, and then he leaves, <laughs> and like, leaves her there as, by herself. As they're about to, they're literally face to face with one of the animatronics about to do battle. Yeah, and his watch goes off to let him know that it's time for his fifteen minute break. So he yeah. just gets up, walks out of the room, hands her her hands her the blade, and just disappears. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's fantastic. It's <laughs> really it's, it's funny because like. When uh, Tex McAdoo tells him his orders for the for the night, like, mm-hmm. you know, he says, clean the place and make sure that you take breaks. He said, I don't want you to overwork yourself. Make sure you take breaks. So Tex, or uh, not Tex, the janitor takes him 
like he he takes exactly what he says and he and he makes that gospel. He's like, all right, well, I'm gonna clean this place mm-hmm. and I'm gonna take my breaks. And in a way, <laughs> he's more robotic than the robots. Like he's a set, little bit, yeah. He's set that. on a very specific schedule, and nothing really di- like diverts his attention from. Uh, completing his task except for the occasional attack from a weird robot. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much, yeah. I actually, I like the only thing that I was thinking this entire movie because I told you earlier that I need to clean my house before my folks get here is I wish I had this dude's work ethic because <laughs> he's he he manages to get a place that's covered in graffiti and grime and blood and dirt absolutely spotless in like 12 hours and i'm like fuck man and murder a bunch of robots in the process i'm like i just i wish i could do what this guy does man uh Stay yeah his, his yeah dude his his ethic is is incredible it doesn't matter <laughs> what happens he is dead set on getting his job done um and like i said it it doesn't even matter what's going on that's what i love about him he's so hyper focused on getting the job done it's like oh i'm cleaning the bathroom Oh, wait, there's a gorilla that attacks me from a stall? Guess I got to kill him and then just go right back to work. Like, nothing phases this guy. I fucking love it. <laughs> Speaking and that of... Kill, that kill, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I texted you after that one. I was like, I just watched Nick Cage curb stomp a gorilla, an animatronic gorilla on a urinal. <laughs> Is, does life get any better than that? <laughs> Let's, That's that is hands down the best kill in the entire movie, I, right? It's got to be. I, they're all pretty. They're all they're, they're all, all pretty, pretty awesome, but that good, one in particular, it just hits harder for some whatever reason. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of which, let's get into like what the actual animatronic characters are because they're so important to the story. Um, you've yeah. got you've got so you have uh, uh, Willie, who's yep. uh, he's a uh, a weasel. He's a weasel. Giant weasel. You've got a a turtle, Tito the turtle. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I'm relying on you for this because I don't remember any of their names. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Siren Siren Sarah, who is one of the creepiest, especially the way, because she's obviously just a human woman with a mask on. Was she the dancer one? She was the, she looked like a fairy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she looked like Tinkerbell, basically. Yeah, she was creepy as shit. Uh, Siren Sarah, Cammy the Chameleon, um, Nighty Night, which I actually like. I like that one a lot. Nighty Night. Uh, Ozzy the Ostrich, Gus the Gorilla, and uh, I think that's it, right? Yep. I think and that's it. And they don't bury the lead in this movie either. Like The second that Nicolas Cage gets locked into this place to start cleaning it and whatever, uh, he's... The, the characters behind him start moving almost immediately. Uh-huh. They really don't bury it at all. You know right from the get-go that something's fucked up here because yeah. these characters are moving on their own. Uh-huh. Um, it takes him a little bit to realize what's actually happening, and the ostrich is the first one to make a move on him to try to take him out. And he's so nonchalant about the fact this ostrich just came to life. Yeah, you got one right there. Uh, The fact this ostrich just came to life and tried to kill him. He's so nonchalant about it. It's like it happens, he fights it, and then he wins, and then he just goes back to work. Well, the ostrich was (laughs) genuinely genuinely creepy looking, too, because it had those. I've never understood why, like when you go to um, Chuck E. Cheese or something, they make the animatronic eyes so that they stay like half lidded the whole time. Yep. Yep. And it there's something 
weirdly creepy about that. Like, why do they, they, it's, they, they either look like they're stoned or they look like they're shifty, like they're planning something. And in this case, obviously this ostrich was planning to murder him. Sure. And when it walks up to him, he's in the middle of mopping the floor or something. And he's completely unfazed by the fact that an animatronic ostrich just snuck up on him. And he turns around and he just kind of like shoves it a couple times with the handle of the mop. <laughs> and then it finally like, it finally looks at him and goes, I'm going to feast on your eyes. <laughs> and he just beats the shit out of it. And this, and, and what does he end up, what does he end up doing with the ostrich? I know he beats the shit out of it and then like rips its spine out or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And then he just goes back to cleaning like it's no yeah. big deal. Takes his break in fifteen minutes, like he like this he planned movie, to. I think one of the reasons I love this movie so much is that it actually sort of reminds me of like a modern take, honestly, on like Evil Dead. It's like if Evil Dead took place in a kid's restaurant. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's very very similar. The humor is very similar. The the writing's very similar. The the way that the um, the possessed things go at them is very is very similar. Like well, and even more so, like Ash versus Evil Dead. Like yeah. there's a there's a lot of similarities in because especially with the idea of like uh, um, inanimate objects coming coming to yeah. life and attacking. So, oh, you you're totally right about that. It's, I, it's, I, I didn't really of think cabin, of, I didn't really in, think about that, but it's it's absolutely yeah, in, right. Instead of a cabin, it's a kid's restaurant, and it's like the same shit happening. Yeah, everything around it comes to life. There's people trying to kill him. The whole deal, like, it's it's exactly like it. Um, which I actually appreciated a lot in this movie because my mind was is, is always on Evil Dead, apparently. <laughs> but um, I also didn't care the fact that uh, like especially during the the ostrich part and there's a couple other of the um, the costume characters that had this uh, presentation I almost didn't even care that they went to full CG it sometimes oh, like when yeah. the o- when the ostrich need to fight like you can't really do it practically right. most of the other ones are practical because you can do it mm-hmm. but where they need to do it and they they had to do um, you know your 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 more CG type characters because they're moving the way they're moving whatever you can't do that with a with a real character, um, I didn't care because no. it was so fun still like some movies that, that that takes you out of it because like oh the CG is so bad fuck this blah, blah you know this one didn't have that like the CG wasn't the greatest but it was still fun almost intentionally though you know sort of yeah it was very the cartoony reason, almost the reason it well yeah i was going to say the reason it didn't bother me that much is cuz the entire time i was watching this movie i was like i granted i haven't played the five uh five nights at freddy's games which this movie is, is ridiculously similar but this to. movie is yeah this movie is basically i've 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 watched enough videos of five nights at freddy's and and i know enough about it to know that this movie is very similar which is funny because uh, actually, the Banana Splits movie, apparently, according to IMDb, is the one out of these two that that was supposed to be based on a Five Nights at Freddy's script. Doesn't shock me. Um, I mean, I didn't hear about bas- that, but that doesn't you shock ba- me at all. You basically have the same type of movie, you know. So either one of these could could make that claim, really. Mm-hmm. But I thought if you were going to make a Five Nights at Freddy's uh, live action movie, this movie in particular would have completely nailed it um 
Probably you're right, and that's why I didn't really mind the the sort of the bad the bad CG is because to me this movie almost felt like a a video game in a way. Well, I'm not even gonna say that the CG was bad. It's it, no, not it, not bad, just over the top. Yeah, it, it just it, you know you could notice it in some parts, whereas yeah. a lot some of the other characters where there's fight scenes, they were able to do the whole thing practically. Yeah, which I appreciate. Yeah, because practice yeah, was no, better. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't mean to say that it was bad CG. It's it's just over the top. Like it, yeah. it was really like in your face. You you're not, you know, when you see like, I, I was gonna say blood splatter, but really it was more oil. Like when you see oil splatter all over the place, in in a way that is obviously CG, but it doesn't really matter. You know. Yeah. It, it still um, looked really cool. Yeah. What what other parts of this movie were you? Uh, big old fans of um i liked uh i i actually i i liked uh i liked the plot of the kids trying to get in and 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 trying to destroy the place they were obviously idiots like nick cage's character had the whole thing on on lock which is funny like if they would have just let him do what he did for the rest of the night they would have None been. Of them would have died. No, yeah, the 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 entire town would have been ridded of ridded ridden rid ridden ridded. They would, would have, be rid. They would, would be rid. rid. They would be rid of this. <laughs> they would be rid of this this plague on their on their little town, if they would have just let him do his thing, clean up the the place all night, and and continue to destroy robots. But of course, they had to fuck with them. Of course, the kids. Of course, I mean, and it was understandable for uh, for Liv, you know, because she watched her parents be murdered by these robots so it was understandable that she wanted to go in and and uh destroy the place the one thing that pissed me off is i was like he keeps killing the robots so they're obviously mortal in a way they can obviously be destroyed mm-hmm. and and Liv keeps wanting to burn the place down and her uh adopted mother the the sheriff keeps stopping her from doing it why not just let her do it yeah, that, that was know, one like, thing that I didn't understand. Like they're they're held tight by this binding agreement with uh, the 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 souls that inhabit, you know, Willie and and his 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 clan, if yeah. you want to call it that. And yeah, I thought that too because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like just well, destroy well, also them. The, also, the fact that she had gone there and seen that he had already killed like four of them. And and then she was pissed. She wanted him to. She still wanted him to die. She still wanted to, him to be sacrificed. And it's like, why not just let him? Why not just let him roam free for the rest of the night and see if he kills all of them? Yeah, it would make more sense for you to. But then I guess if he didn't kill all of them, Willie would be pissed at you, and he'd get out and kill everybody I in town. I probably wouldn't anyway, though. You wouldn't what? Kill them all. Why? I don't know. Just let one live, just for yeah, fun. Let him live. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> they um, seem like fun chaps. Come on. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a real totally, good time. Totally fun. I, yeah, I don't know. Did, I don't you, know. did you have any particular favorite parts? Uh, well, we already talked about the grill and the urinal, which is my favorite kill. Hand, hands down. It's, it's just the most brutal kill in the it entire really movie. Is. I loved it. Um, I really enjoyed the pinball montages. <laughs> Oh, dude! So, so yeah. Nicholas Cage's character. Uh, every time he takes a break, he goes into the uh, the fridge and he has to drink one of his his punch sodas, punch which are I'm assuming are just filled with caffeine that keeps him going. Because um, oh, he's, he's a I, weird. 
Yeah, I did. I, I actually didn't take a bit, but I, I paused or I paused at that point in the movie to see what it said. And it said uh, something like, a f- put a fist full of caffeine in your face. <laughs> basically, like it's that. Jolt. It's basically Jolt Cola if you yeah. grew up in Michigan. Like, I don't know if it, if Jolt was everywhere or not, or but like, Jolt was the, yeah, Surge. Um, it was one of those kind of sodas that just kind of like energy drink like crazy. Um, and I love that though. And I love the fact that his, he was obsessed with pinball. Like the way that he approached that pinball machine is the way that he approached the Shelby Mustang and gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> it totally was. <laughs> like, like he goes up to it and he puts his hand over it and caresses it. Like, all right, baby, we're going to do this tonight. Right. He blows the dust off of it. He's very clean. He's cleaning it in a very like, like, sensual kind of like, way. Like, like <laughs> slides, slides his finger over the slides, his fingers over the corners of the, uh, of the table. Almost like he's yep. wrapping his fingers around the waist of a lovely lady. Yeah. And then, to like and reach, then, and then he finger to, like, caresses the, yeah, to like reach buttons, like down and just like gently, <laughs> gently touch the buttons on the side. <laughs> it was quite it's like, disturbing. It's actually, like he's, It's like he's, he's rounding the clit of the uh, pinball machine, you know, like, <laughs> it's what he's doing. It's a woman. That that pinball machine is a woman, damn. And then every but, time he every time he takes a break, he goes back and he's playing this. And he's he's an absolute pinball master. Oh he's, yeah, he gives Tommy a run for his money. Oh for hell sure. yeah, and he's doing these ridiculous Nick, Nicholas Cage dances <laughs> the entire time, which were all improvised, by the way. I learned. Oh. Yeah, hundred percent improvised. I wouldn't believe you. If, I wouldn't <laughs> believe you if you said that they were choreographed. I would be like, no, 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 no. That was all Nick Cage in the moment. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, he does that or whatever. I love the fact too. Like, there's one part in time uh, where the kids they get into the building to try to save him, right? And then they all end up in there, whatever. You know, I think we talked about this already. But like, uh, it's Nicholas Cage and Liv, the main the main girl who is the sheriff's uh, adoptive daughter. Mm. And she's fighting one of the big, one of the big bad animatronic the com- the creatures. Chameleon. And they're right about ready to go into this big fight and his watch goes off and he basically just gives her his weapon and he leaves to go take his break and play more <laughs> pinball. Like, like, what the fuck? What is this guy's backstory? And, and I think one of the strengths of it is that you don't know what his backstory is. Right. Like, he's a complete enigma. He's just, just a, this weird fucking dude that just shows up out of nowhere. Uh-huh. I'm not entirely convinced that he wasn't there purposely because he knew that place was like, in, uh, like haunted by like the uh, by these bad characters, like almost like, like, he he rolled into town expecting to take care of business. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and everything just seemed very nonchalant and and uh, you know convenient, right? But it was all done on purpose by him because he was there to kill them, well, and that's I... why he didn't find that. It's why he didn't react so weirdly when it first started happening. Is because he expected it all to happen. Well, now I want to know more. <laughs> now, now I either need a sequel, a prequel, or a a graphic novel I'm series inspired I'm by it, just to like give him a little bit of backstory. Let's round you out, and then yeah, by the it. by the end of the movie, uh, everyone's dead except <laughs> except for him and and Liv, mm-hmm. and then they drive off into the sunset together, which I. I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm I'm hoping it's it's more of a platonic thing, because <laughs> he's like sixty and she's like twenty three. 
Yeah. So <laughs> one of one of my notes uh, that I took earlier in this movie is that uh, Nick Cage and this younger girl certainly have some sexual chemistry going on. <laughs> I'm not going to say that it's good sexual chemistry, just that it's there. They lock eyes quite a few times, and he is definitely the apple of her eye by the end of the movie. I don't know if it's like a, I think it's more of a respect and admiration kind of thing, though. I think I think that you're right, but I think that it's also <laughs> a I'll fuck you until I get wherever I need to go kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, don't. I don't almost, know. It's, it's he weird. almost doesn't seem like the type of guy who cares about that. You know what I mean? No, he doesn't. But he is affectionate to her at the end because he gives her one of his sodas, well, he gives which her are a soda. which is that that's the equivalent of <laughs> this is this is symbolism for my yeah, dick. Exactly, it kind of is like he's handing no. over his everything to her. Like <laughs> these are my sodas. Take care of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I just in my own brain, I I'm like I'm like please. Please just let this be like a cool partnership. You know? Yeah, they never they never show anything crazy. Thank 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 God, but it well, it, it is weird though. Yeah, well the Their first chemistry time, is bizarre. The first time they locked eyes when he rolled into town, like after the tow truck driver uh, pulled up, I was like, is this like, is this cute young girl really checking out sixty <laughs> three year old Nick Cage and like. I mean, but then would you not? Would you not if he rolled through your town? Oh, with that dyed black beard, of course. I'm just dude. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I, I think it was more so like her just knowing in that moment, like, oh, this is the new target. This is the new guy. You know. Yeah. But maybe she yeah, also probably. saw in him that he was a complete badass because that's what he was. That's fair. He was. Um, uh, he's a, he's kind of a complete badass in everything he does. In fairness, but you know, especially Con Air. Right? <laughs> um, okay, James, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about this? No, I don't think so. I don't want to, even though we've given pretty much everything away. Most of wanna, it, yeah. I don't want to give too much away just because uh, I think that everybody should watch this movie. Because it, it was a hell of a um, lot of fun. Yeah, I would, <laughs> uh, I would recommend this movie to everybody. Like, watch yeah. it. It's fantastic. Maybe wait until it's not 20 bucks to rent. Yeah, That's highway robbery, in my opinion. But If you're going to um, pay 20 bucks, pay... 30 bucks and get a blu-ray you know yes agreed when it comes out agreed yeah so but uh which, anyway, which, yeah. which i might by the way <laughs> oh you you absolutely should for this one <laughs> um but uh that is the show for uh this week james yeah so do we actually so have we have we picked I, that's now the that, beauty now of that we, we don't got now that we on... haven't done our now that we've completely bungled my my birthday episode <laughs> i have no idea what we're doing for the next well, couple weeks there will be a birthday Do we episode. Actually have a plan i can't remember there will be a birthday episode next week we know that as far as the rest no of the not, goes, we'll not f- next week or next like, month next month yeah, is next, what I meant. yeah um so yeah, so we will figure that out though. But uh, now that we're not picking live on air, we don't have to worry about it. We, we can, can do pick, whatever the uh, hell afterwards. we want. Damn straight. Damn. But uh, anyway, though, that was uh, that was Willy's Wonderland and uh, the other fucking movie, <laughs> the Banana Splits movie. There you go. It wasn't that good. You don't need to watch it. I would. Opinion. I would say watch it because I okay, actually fine, watch it. it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But anyway, James, where can the people find us? Uh, they can find us on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. They can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You can also find the show on every major streaming site. You've clearly already found us. So if you know of somebody that is uh, into the same kind of weird shit that we're into, you know, pass it along. 
you know? Mostly send BD, us, uh, send mostly us a, BDSM and stuff. Send us a, a Facebook message. Tell us you like the show, you know? Maybe be in your underwear. That's cool. <laughs> Guy or girl. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's pics from the waist down, I'm cool with it, man. <laughs> from the waist up and the uh, no, waist no, up, nipples no, from down. The waist, That's it. From the waist down. I only want I I only want if it's dudes I only want from the waist to the upper thighs. Ooh. If it's chicks it's it can hot. be if it's chicks it can be whatever. <laughs> from the from the first to the third digit of your of your ring finger. It's perfect. That's what James wants. That's what I'm into, baby. That's it. All right. All right, well, James. Yeah, bud. Uh until next week, we'll uh we'll let you know what we're doing. And yes, sir. Uh, so stay tuned. I just Cheers, bud. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Later.